0: guys welcome to game night episode three we are here once again with uh one of your hosts my name is jason rose Uh, and before i introduce my partner here i'm gonna say eric you look like a calm and reasonable person (laughs) are you a calm and reasonable person yes (laughs) no maybe here i am with my uh my collector's edition mjolnir here That's i've nice. been waiting to That's show really this cool. thing off it's incredible no one's felt the wrath <laughs> of it yet but anyway sorry to interrupt your, interrupt your recommendation here, or your introduction oh,
1: yeah. sorry go ahead well between your your hammer and my conan sword and my other sword we should we should be prepared for anything
0: yes we're prepared you, for battle prepared, for the, the
1: the zombie apocalypse or the uh you know the the mongol invasion or whatever it is
0: just to chase the women away that flock to us as we do this podcast this is
1: this is the real problem it's been tough lately all these women flocking to me (laughs)
0: hey gift and a curse yeah (sighs) so yeah this is eric kane i'm jason rose and this is episode three of the game night your all-encompassing video game podcast at our pace i suppose Mm uh you can find us i'm gonna let you talk about the substack oh, yeah. you know all about that since we're with
1: you yeah uh game night dot com. if i'm remembering correctly yeah game dot substack is yeah is uh you know a it's it's a platform for writing and for podcasting um started kind of more as like a newsletter thing but there are a lot of podcasts on it now so i have a couple Um, other substacks and then this we decided to do this podcast on on substack because it's pretty cool like it sends you know the email out you can sign up and get the the email right uh in your inbox and the podcast right in your inbox uh and if we ever wanted to like you know write anything to go along to sort of supplement Mm -hmm. this with yeah if we ever get the feel the need to you know i don't know just sometimes Stuff we feel like we yeah, sometimes I just feel just like writing and, and then we just put it on there. So then you can have a little bit of both and that's kind of fun. So it kind of can fit all that in. And and I love I also like Substack because it's such a clean interface. There's no ads. There's no uh, just, it's just very clean, very, you know, white space, very um, which may not matter as much to, uh, to people just listening to the podcast, but I think it's a good fit for a podcast. And I think it's a good fit to sort of combine the, the audio video and written word all in one space.
0: Well, yeah, prior to, I mean, I was completely ignorant of it other than, you know, I, I, I saw a few people who used the, the outlet and I would follow them, but I was really familiar with using it, but it's, it's really easy to use. I like Mm -hmm. it. We're a bit more organized. now. Uh, three episodes in, we got our, our cover image, our introduction. We've got a host, um, we're out on all your favorite uh, outlets too: mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. That's it. I mean, is it what else do people use? anyway? Well, I think if like, they,
1: I think that some of those others just kind of auto populate. Right. Once the Apple feed is out there, they can just also get it on other. I don't really know. I see. I don't know exactly how it works. Yeah, but I've noticed that really before use... on my other podcasts. Um,
0: well, anyway, yeah. if you really want to watch it you, or, or listen to it, so oh, you find us on one of those yeah oh yeah and yep. youtube there i upload the video uh feeds yep. yeah so if you aren't watching the video feed you don't get to see my nice thor right. hammer I just have to imagine it and uh and eric's conan swords. so yeah so what else what's been going on man uh oh, it's been a bit yeah uh, we've been battling sickness. some things no one wants to hear about sickness <laughs> everyone's been sick uh, so. <laughs> no one wants to. yeah i mean everyone yeah. has it's boring it's like right. talking about the weather but what else has been going on? Like I've been watching some TV lately. Yeah. What have you been doing? I you know um, walking dead just yeah, finished. walking
1: dead finished. It was okay. Um, not how I would do it necessarily, but not, not as bad as it could have been. Not as good as it could have been, uh, end of an era kind of weird for, I've been writing about and making videos about that show for so long now. I think I started in season end of season two. Um, so, I mean, it needed to end. So that's good. Uh, I've also been watching um, the second season of The White Lotus. That's been that's been really good. I love the first season. Yeah.
0: I, I just I in in Canada we don't have HBO Max. It's covered between two different things. One is called Crave, and oh, yeah. then they sparsely HBO farms out random series to other um, apps, which sucks yeah. um, because you can't get them all on one. Uh, and it's just. I was paying for so many things. Oh, dude, I, I just <laughs> sort of got rid of Crave, although I love it. But now the free thing I have with Apple starting to run out. So I think I'm going to get the Crave back and, and jump into White Lows. I, the first season was great. Have you,
1: if, if you have Apple right now, have you seen Severance yet? <sighs> Severance, no. Severance? Severance is definitely one of my favorite shows of the year. It's so good. So before your app What's that, Apple? It's so trippy. So it's about... The concept is basically like there's uh there's this technology in it's really a it's it's not really in the future it's like the present but it's a futuristic technology where you can this company lumen has 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 come up with this where you can sever your consciousness between your home life and your work life so they put a chip in you and when you when you enter this elevator to go down to the severed floor of this company as you go into that floor your you're, you're consciousness that's in the outside world turns off and your your any your inside conscious turns on and you have no knowledge of the other version of yourself you can't remember who you are on the outside world and on the outside world you remember nothing about what's happened at work so you essentially these people who who do this turn into two separate people and Hmm. there's all sorts of crazy shit that goes on after in this in this story that i won't spoil but um you know it's it's Produced and most of the episodes are directed by Ben Stiller, and it's his production company oh, yeah? that makes it. Uh, it's got Christopher Walken. It's got Chloe Grace
0: Moretz is the main. Is she the lead? Uh, wait, am I wrong about that? Who is that? Hold on. She's the. She's she looks eternally young. Maybe I'm I'm miss I'm um, thinking of a different show. No,
1: no, no. Adam Scott okay, is the I'm main wrong. character, so his character Mark Who Adam is? Scott from Parks and Rec.
0: Oh, I, I yeah, love Adam so, Scott. It's funny; like he's he, great. He I was introduced to him he as like a funny guy from like Step Brothers and, yeah. and and stuff like that. But he he can do the acting thing as well. Yeah,
1: and this show is funny, but it's also super dark and it's really thought provoking and trippy. Um, and it's got like Patricia Arquette, John Turturro. Uh, it's a great okay. cast. I actually went to the panel in, at Comic Con in, in in this last summer, and so that you know Ben Stiller was there and all these all these actors, and it was it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to an installation there that they'd set up it all like this weird office building like from the show, but that is one of my top five for for, for this year. Um, so I definitely okay. I mean, you've I'll got put Apple. That down. Please watch Severance. It, it is mind blowing. It's so so good. There's just so many. Yeah, but the, I tell so you, many. Like, if I could just recommend, if I recommended five to
0: somebody, that would be one of them. So, um, okay, I trust your opinion on on TV. Please. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not everything. <laughs> um, TV. I uh, for TV, what I I just finished uh, season five of The Crown. Do you I don't watch, watch The Crown, Crown at all?
1: No. I watch like
0: I know a lot of people like oh pretentious you know Crown, and I don't even love like. The royals at all actually i had quite disdain for the modern world i love history and i love um like ancient monarchies and learning about the crazy oh, yeah. things that they used to do and live like i listen to these um royal what's it called royal blood is a podcast that i listen to um by Dan- dana schwartz narrates she has a great voice anyway um that's a history like monarchy uh podcast that i listen to but that's anyway cool. well, 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 right. i delved into the crown because i I, honestly i think what what made me buy in was the score of it like Mm. the music i actually really liked it but somewhere along the way i fell in love with the show it's one of the most well-written shows i've ever watched it's it's incredibly well done and you don't have to have any investment in like the 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 british royal family at all to i think to enjoy it and you know it's it's not favored to them and it doesn't like try to knock them down either but Five seasons in, I still think it's one of the the, the best written mm-hmm. shows uh, season after season. So I just finished that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know there was some controversy around the fifth season and, and some of the portrayal of different characters in there, but I didn't really follow it's it. It's
0: hard because as they get more to modernity, mm-hmm. you know, trying to cover the Princess die and, and Charles yeah. stuff, and, and, and that sort of – I think they ran the risk of it taking over this season, but I actually think they towed the line really well. They seem to f- tell these obscure stories in, in, in it. It's not just this like straight line through what the monarchy is doing. It's, it's all this other shit tossed into each other. I love yeah. that show. I think it's great. I watched it. I watched and a couple the other episodes,
1: but I, I just never got into it again. Cause there's just so much, <laughs> there's so much to watch.
0: For but, sure. But the other thing I really like with Crown is that every two seasons, they switch actors.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's cool. So, like, the, the queen was Claire Foy in the first two seasons. She was great in the role. Then they went to Olivia Coleman for seasons three and four. Uh, and, obviously, Olivia Coleman doesn't really need much of an introduction. She's a fantastic actress. But everybody, too, like the, the people that play Philip and, mm-hmm. and Charles and all this stuff, they're, they're almost, like, like spot on. It's so good. Yeah.
1: I'm going to I'm show, gonna have man. to get into it. <laughs> to be honest, like,
0: if you're, if you're curious at all, just pop on Netflix and actually watch the trailers. I think they make some of the best trailers for the okay. show. Like they're they're actually extremely well. well I like royalty anyway, stuff I too.
1: I mean, I've watched you know I like all that. I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons I like shows like Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon because I like that the that monarchical like succession and yeah. politicking and intrigue and you know like I've read also like a lot of um what's his name Dan Jones. He has a lot of great his history books on like the 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 plantagenets and the the you know the mm-hmm. war of the roses and all that stuff so yeah i i think i think i would enjoy it i my think it's wife, my uh, kind of my kind of show historical drama it's
0: funny like and yeah it's about as close to like it. it's one step away from fantasy it gives you all the fantas fantastical elements we love in shows like game of thrones oh. but it's just grounded mm-hmm. in real realism right you know what i mean if they if they donned a rope wielded a sword and a dragon rolled in then it would be all of a sudden game of thrones <laughs> it's not too far away but my wife always says it's like if it's a show where they call someone my lord i'm out she's like <laughs> i don't like it or she's like all the shows you watch someone gets called my lord i'm like yes <laughs> yes my lady like so call me <laughs> it <lady>. is true <laughs> thou hast me be pegged <laughs> and uh the last thing i'm mean, i'm i've been watching uh are you an anime guy really
1: are you a weeboo no i like some a little bit here and there but it's just really i i don't know it was just never part of my my thing like like i play some jrpgs and i like uh you know avatar the last airbender and this and that but no i would not call myself an anime uh fan i mean not that i dislike it i've always just, been, it's not
0: i've always been an anime guy I just growing up I've, I've loved it obviously there's just way too much to to keep on top of but they just released bleach you, do you know what bleach huh. is it's it's
1: a nirvana like, album
0: okay shonen shonen <laughs> is like dragon ball it's like naruto yeah. you know they kind of have these these specific things i'm not going to go over but bleach is one of them too well bleach was a running anime that got. Canceled more or less roughly a decade ago. And they decided to bring it back after a lot of outcry to cover this one arc. It's called the Thousand Year Blood War. And what they decided to do is they actually decided to go like high budget. The animation is super high budget. Like it's really well done. The score is remade and well done. And it's actually, they put it in a later time slot. So it's more violent. Honestly, I, 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 it's a, it's awesome. They, they're they doing such a great job. And actually, we're going to introduce, we have a lot more segments for you guys planned this time, much more regimented and, and, and planned out. Uh, so it's not no willy-nilly and scatterbrain, but we're going to have an intermission song. But the the song I'm going to end with is this, this moment that I'll, I'll tell you. But Bleach fans have been talking about this. They wanted to see it animated for like a decade, and they finally got to see it. And this musical selection they chose is just like – it's it's just crazy. It's like a Dark Souls – it's like the final boss's final <laughs> boss theme. It's nice. so good. That's awesome. So they finally had that, and it was just like incredible.
1: Huh. Yeah, that's cool.
0: There's my geeking out. On yeah, I know. I, you know,
1: I always feel like I need to get into it more, but then I'll, I'll start, and I just – it won't – I don't know. Maybe it's because I didn't really grow up with it, but um, hmm. like uh, Attack on Titan.
0: So I good. feel like
1: I should like it more because it's a cool concept and there's some neat stuff going on but the main character just shouts
0: all the time and it drives me crazy and i had to stop watching it it's funny the <laughs> one thing i will say about attack on titan is as it progresses it really subverts a lot of the things that you would think and the main character isn't exactly what you think he is but yeah like but i will say about it, I, I feel like it, attack on titan caught this like wave of popularity that everyone is like the most best thing i think it's really good but I don't, I, like, I think there's a lot of better shows out there. Like, I could name a, a few of them. But I think the last season, there's a lot of politics and stuff that it builds to, like, on an, a, an adult level. And the last season, extremely well done. And they take a lot of risks with the storytelling, especially later on, that I, I respected, and it really panned out. Because if they kept just following, like, oh, we just follow the main characters and that subset, and then you have enemies that's just it gets you know boring yeah and and blah blah they 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 switched up attack on titan's good at subverting that stuff
1: yeah i should probably just watch it i it's just one of those things i i do like the um like uh uh studio ghibli stuff like the uh like all that we've watched a bunch of those i i got my now ex-girlfriend a whole like blu-ray like set with like almost all of them in it and it was so we were going through all of those you know spirited away and um uh Totoro and
0: What's your favorite?
1: Oh man. Um Oh gosh, what's the uh it's a princess Mononoke. I thought that was really good. I like of uh, the cutesy ones, I really liked Ponyo. That was really uh, adorable. It's like a little mermaid story. Uh, I really like Nausicaä right. of the Valley of the Wind. Um, That's really good That one. I've I probably watched more than any others. Um I don't know. Like, I just like a lot of them. I, I kind of like them all for different reasons, you know. Um, sure. They're they're just they're charming and, and and fun to watch, and they're they're great to watch with the kids. But they also have they're so different than than like the you know Disney or the Western stuff that we have, you know. Mm. So I, I enjoy that. For whatever reason, I never really got into shows like anime shows as much as the movies. And again, I think mm-hmm. that's probably just mainly because, like, you know, it's funny too because like I had. When I was in fourth and fifth grade, some of my best friends were Japanese. One of my best friends didn't even speak English and I didn't even speak Japanese. We hung out all the time. (laughs) Yeah, we I I lived in Vancouver, BC then. Yeah. So we hung out and like we just we just hung out and then we'd play I'd go to his house and play video games. They were all in Japanese. But he had all these awesome games, you know, and so we'd just play like all these gay like RPGs and stuff in Japanese. I had no idea what I was doing. I just followed him around and that was cool, um, but we didn't really – I don't know. There was never really anime around for whatever reason. I guess I never mm-hmm. – because we only played video games and didn't really watch shows. So I never really – yeah, I just never really had much exposure. My parents didn't do any anime stuff. None of my friends really – even my Japanese friends, it was really mostly video games. So mm. oddly enough, I guess I never just – I never really grew up on any of it. So by the time I'm you – know, you know how like so much of that I think is formed as you're younger your taste is formed by what you experience when you're when you're young so and then so now i'm not really passing any any of any anime love onto my kids except for things like i did love like i said uh like avatar the last airbender and legend of korra and i and the the show that they're doing on netflix now the dragon prince which is by uh one of one of the guys that did avatar the last airbender um so there's
0: yeah the animation style uh, oh, i could i could yeah see it. it's it's like western Similar. anime
1: you know it's and and i guess that just
0: nothing yeah. wrong with that um i like i like some western yeah. anime i think it's i wish there was more mean, of it i don't i don't see it any different I, it's all one genre mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where it came from like there's a lot of junk from japan oh, no. too just because it came from the west doesn't mean it's somehow subpar well, even like old uh, like
1: old stuff like the last unicorn is kind of is kind of like a western anime like that 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 animation style really has a lot of similarities um, which is one of one of my favorite cartoons and it's a great book
0: mm-hmm. but, yeah mm-hmm. yeah studio ghibli is really like ghibli, the yeah. japanese disney uh, although i wouldn't you know they they definitely are their own thing i guess it's just a great way to describe yeah. them but they have so much charm and, and, and be they dark the one thing i respect about studio ghibli is if they don't compromise what um, they do or What's the, what's the lead guy? Um, it's not it's uh, I,
1: Hayao Miyazaki. Miyazaki, yeah.
0: that's it. It's funny because that's the the Dark yeah, Souls. Yeah, Hideo the, Miyazaki. The, the, I, the, I get a mixed
1: ball. up. I always, always mix those yeah. two up.
0: <laughs> but some of the best memes are from Ghibli's Miyazaki. Like, this is an affront to human or to, to mankind. <laughs> this one, like, I watched a making on their studio, making some of their films. And these guys brought in this animation art, like, Program that would like animate these these monster. He was basically what they chose for their example, what to, to pitch to him, was this almost like a deformed life form, life form being animated by this AI thing. And he's just he's just an old guy looking at. It, he goes, "This is an affront to all I hold dear and to mankind." <laughs> it just looks it like it's the worst thing That's ever. It, the, it was on Netflix. This this making of documentary. It was really oh, good. Cool. Like I find Japanese lifestyle one of the most yeah. interesting things in the world to me. Have you ever been? I
1: haven't. I'd love, I'd love to go though. One of these days. I've
0: been to Korea twice. Oh, really? My best friend is Korean, oh. and that's how I got into anime. He had these Dragon Ball mangas that I would read, and I was like, "Wow, look at this thing!" And you have to read it the opposite way. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> and I remember I was like reading all this stuff way, way, way before it even came here. And but yeah, I've been to Korea twice. Um, once when I was like 14 wow. and the second time I went back when I was 22, uh, and it was night and day. It was really cool. Like it was basically when I went the first time, the world cup between South Korea and Japan, they had a shared world cup in there that hadn't happened yet. Hmm. So it was like 98% Korean people and 0.75 Brown people and me and another white guy I saw and one black guy. <laughs> And is like the most per capita populated country in the entire wow. world. So I, it just, I had like schoolgirls, 50 of them following me <laughs> at like 14. I was like this alien. Yeah. That people seen. So I went back like all, like six, seven years later at 21 years old. I'm like, all right, girls, I'm ready. I'm ready. And it was just like, you know, I still got some attention, but it was just like
1: change the
0: world cup had yeah. happened. things have changed. So that was a culture shock, hmm. but. I've never seen that many people in my life and I've always wanted to go to Japan. It was like a hop, skip and a jump, yeah. parade, but I never made it. someday.
1: Yeah. I want to go, I want to go to Kyoto. I want to go to like, uh, yeah. I don't know all over really. It's, 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 there's just so much there. Uh, one of my colleagues at, at Forbes, Ali Barter lives there of course. So um, I, he, and he covers all the, he covers all our Japanese, culture
0: yeah, stuff so you know you so, um yeah that'd be cool yeah, my, that'd be a good in. wouldn't it that'd be that'd a good, be good in. yeah up path, yeah get a babysitter for uh, 10 days yeah, and fly over that, that would path. be the tricky
1: part <laughs> yeah it's hard <laughs> I'll to just bring it. my kids with me although that would also be tricky sure. but they'd have fun it would be fun There's so many places to go and that'd it's chance, it's, it's hard to um find the time and the money for it but i have a lot of miles actually i should use some of these miles i i i Look it my up. my brother and sister are both Korean. Um, they were both adopted from Korea, so my parents took my brother there. Um, when he was, it was probably close to a decade ago now, but I didn't go. I wasn't okay. invited. Oh. <laughs> so then, then my sister didn't want to go. So, he, so that sounded like a pretty cool experience, though. I would, I would love to to. I've never been to. I've been to Fiji. That's that's the closest to Asia that okay. I've been. Uh, which was pretty cool. It was a neat experience, but um, and yeah, like like then I was like, I should go over to New Zealand. I'm so close. I could go to the Shire. <laughs> I could go. Yeah, I, could, I could go find Baggins. some hobbits. <laughs> I met I met a lot of Kiwis in Fiji because, of course, it's so close. So there's just a bunch Great of people. yeah, super super nice. everyone out there is so nice. The the Fijian people are like the nicest people I've ever ever met. Like there was this cab driver at one point who. Who's like, do you guys need, you know, a taxi? And we're like, No, we're just waiting for the shuttle. And he's like, Cool. And he just talks to us, starts telling us all about like British colonialism in Fiji and like just super friendly and like this just this older guy. And I was like, Wow, these people are just so nice here. <laughs>
0: like, well that's that's traveling. Yeah, right. Like talking to the locals, going off the beaten mm-hmm. path. It's, it's the one regret I think I have. Don't worry everybody, we'll get to games ah. soon. Uh it's the one regret I have in my life that I didn't travel more um and it's never too late like I I feel like I'm still young but with another child on the way it's like what vacations are in my future Yeah, not for a while really (laughs) unless I win the lottery uh you know I I admire those people that can just sell everything and just take off and travel which I don't I mean you got to have a lot of cojones to do that
1: I mean and not too many responsibilities preferably
0: well, like some people just travel yeah, with their kids well, I know. like I, I don't know how they do it i mean they must just play the instagram game and hope they get lucky yeah. and just ha- they're like we have you know i have 400 grand let's see where this takes us and hope <laughs> the instagram gig takes off before the money right. runs out you know what <laughs> i mean or else we're or else we're double fucked and our kids have no future yeah.
1: That'd be fun. I I could do it because I can work from anywhere. I could theoretically do something like that, except for that I, you know, I've shared custody and all that stuff, which makes it a little more complicated. Yeah, you know, I did I know. get a lot of traveling in my thirties is- though, so I'm glad for that because I went to you know Ireland and Fiji and Canada and Europe and uh, Mexico and Costa Rica and a bunch of places uh, in my thirties, which was which was great. And now that I'm 41, I'm like, i done so, I've done all that, and I'm kind of like, okay, I'm good for a little while, but then I know I'm going to get the bug again. And, and my kids are old yeah, enough got, to travel. I got, it, about, so.
0: I got about four places on my bucket list. I mean, and many other secondaries that, that I definitely want to go before I pass away, but, or, or get too old or run out of money. I don't right. know. Right. So whatever yeah. happens. Or the
1: world ends. Or there's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah.
0: Or alien invasion. And the last thing I want to do <laughs> is, uh, I got this here. I'm holding it up in front of the camera here. It is a, it's from bitmap, uh, books they do these uh, it's it's a guide to japanese role-playing games okay and it's like the whole genre covers all the important facets it's an awesome book the really cool thing is they mistakenly sent me two and they they know they sent (laughs) me two so i'm not gaming the system here um they initially said can you ship it back then they sent an email the next day saying you know what just keep it and you know do whatever you want with it gift it so i think for christmas as long as we have enough people here, I'd like to do a Ooh, giveaway. Oh, that's a good idea. And we can come up in the future. Like, I still have it all in the in the box and everything. It's an awesome, awesome book. Um, but we'll come up with, the, you know, a, a small little contest or write a, you know, a, a 250, 300-word thing on on something. But stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. we'll come up with something. And then you, too, can be the proud owner of the guide. Japanese rules. It looks like a good piece for a collection.
1: For- like, definitely. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm Japanese. JRPGs, RPGs are my favorite genre. So I thought, you know, I have to get this thing. Yeah. So I did. Oh,
1: well, nice. That's some good luck there. Somebody will. So somebody will make out like a bandit. Giveaways are fun too. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We should do more of those in the future. Also, I think that's, I think that's sure. great. Uh,
0: you know, as long as codes mm-hmm. or, or whatever the hell we can come up with, we'll we'll do what we can. So, you know, stay tuned on the the Substack, uh, and if you're listening audio wise, try to try to go in. I'll, I'll I'll include a link on the all the episodes that'll you can link to the Substack with the write up of the episode, and you can mm-hmm. check in there. But anyway. Let's go to our first segment, which is our our shared game recommendation. Uh, You out there can play along with us as we go. It'll be from episode to episode. Um, But I came up with this week's. Eric will come up with uh, next time's. And drum roll. first game recommendation for episode three is going to be Tunic, which is developed by Andrew Schuldis and it was published by Finji. It's a... I think it's a... It's a relatively high-budget indie title that came out recently and it's on just about everything. I don't know if it's on Switch but it's on everything else.
1: Let's see. I'll look it up. Am I right? Yeah. It's on it. Yeah, it's on Switch.
0: Oh, okay. It is on Switch. Switch... Seems like it makes sense a a lot on Switch.
1: Yeah, it's on a bunch. Let's see. It's, uh...
0: It's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. Yeah, it's definitely on, on Steam. PC.
1: Um, it's on Mac. Oh
0: wow, it, might, so be, it, is on it everything. might be
1: Mac like through Steam or something. But yeah, Xbox One, yeah. PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X. Yeah, everything. Not mobile. Doesn't look yeah. like it's on mobile. Not yet, anyways. Good. It looks kind of like Good. a definitely. like an you know like a anthropomorphic fox in Zelda kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah i I've seen trailers for this, and it's been on my list of like. So I'm glad you picked this one actually, because it's been on my list of you know my backlog of games to play. It's got great reviews, but user and critical reviews. Um, it looks
0: cute, it looks fun. Yeah, I'm pumped. It gives me excuse to play it. I, I try to tackle the the quote unquote smaller games, although I don't. You know, I don't like looking at games. Right. Like that. I know everyone's like, oh, it's a triple game, yeah, I don't and either. yes, these budget wise matter but why does the budget matter to us right you know i, I feel like this is like a uh, a terminology and verbiage that's been inherited because people think that's how they should talk about games when really i just think that's how you know manufacturers and developers talk about games where we don't like i always right. find it funny but you know ip ip like normal people don't talk about ip with like film and and book and and stuff like that do they no,
1: not really. I mean, I guess it's different. No, I just, like, I mean, in films, definitely. Like, there's you know the tentpole blockbuster films, and then there's the small yeah. art house indie films and all that. Books are different because it's like most of them are just written by, norm like a person. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like games. Yeah, I don't. I don't love to think of them that way either, and that's partly, I guess, because of personal biases, which is like I do like a lot of the big franchises
0: um oh i do too but it's like i it 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 feels like you know when there's award time or when people talk about things it's like there's no way this it's just an indie title it was a smaller title i'll tell you like i go back like in 2014 mm -hmm. i gave super giant transistor my game of the year i thought was the best game of the year by far they make great games uh maybe not everyone agrees but like i have no problem they're all games to me Mm -hmm. man
1: Oh, yeah. Like, well, uh, yeah, some of the best the ones are the small ball, ones. And then, then then it's silly to write off the big ones just because they're big. Like, it's just what is the game? What does it do? Is is it filling that particular itch that you have? You know, like, do you want to go just blast people in a shooter or do you want to have some crazy weird puzzle game like Witness? Or do you want to, you know, like, it's... it's there's That's the great thing about games, though, right? There's just so many different types Absolutely. and sizes of games. And you've got, you know... Uh, I, I think that the one that the bigger risk in games is, is, like, some of these huge franchises are just getting so big and so expensive. And uh, that's why we do need more, like, smaller games to fill. And you they're know.
0: taking – those games are the ones that are taking the least amount of mm-hmm. risks. Often very true. And that's yep. why I seem to grow – you know, they have to fill these quotas. They have to be such and such long, and they got to th- – this amount of content like an ubisoft game like when you think of an ubisoft game you kind of know what you're getting and to me i'm automatically turned off so right except for the we're we're going in a different direction when they do
1: when they do you know ubisoft has some cool smaller titles out there they've made some interesting you know i mean they've got they've got and even recently like uh that phoenix immortals rising game which is a terrible terrible name for a game that it was is. a fun well, remember, game. Remember, what was the
0: original name for that uh, before they changed it? Was it just Immortals? The original name was great. It was just, uh, no,
1: no okay, it was, I'm looking it up.
0: It was something. Yeah, look it up. But the first name to, for that game before they yeah. changed it was great.
1: All uh, right. What did it say? Oh, yeah. Gods and I'm Monsters.
0: Sure. Yeah, Gods yeah. and Monsters. Cool, Such
1: a better cool game. name. Okay. Yeah, I think they were trying to franchise it. They're like, we're going to call it Immortals, Phoenix Rising, and then the next game was going to be like, Immortals, Phoenix.
0: Panties dropping. Yeah,
1: you know, something like that. And then Immortal. you know, they want to, they want to, that's, you know, that, 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 like so many, well, Ubisoft may be the worst of them all when it comes to like franchising out games and in, into a formulaic experience that has very little, uh, you know, I mean, I guess they make changes. Like the, the newer uh, Assassin's Creed games definitely took a big turn away from our earlier games. But, but in a lot of ways you can see how like all their different IP started feeling the same. And it's, it's almost what's totally killed playing any of those games. Cause when far cry yeah, and sure. assassins creed and uh, you know, the division and ghost recon are all sort of the same game in different skins. It, it's like, okay, well I'm not going to keep playing the same game over and over again, you yeah. know, points on the map.
0: I agree with you, but I just, that's my, my philosophy for yeah. games. Uh, I played them big and small. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And some uh, the- it doesn't matter. Right? And so should you out there. Like, it's just time permitting. Obviously, play what you like. I'm not telling you to not to do something you don't want to. But uh, gaming is such a vast medium of full of so many things. You should just get out there and, and, and pick. And hopefully, getting back to the subject at hand, you'll try to mm-hmm. if you haven't heard of it. I mean, it's not exactly the most obscure title. No. It, it's a pretty, you know, well... Uh, promoted indie i don't even know what indie means really but it's a smaller developed game but i know it did have some money behind it so yeah how indie whatever but hopefully you'll you'll jump into tunic at least to some extent with us and and have something to say about it
1: what i found with the smaller games is you bring up transistor from 2014 and man like back in 2014 and in that era there would be you know there were quite a few games being released but you could follow along
0: it was a tough year it was that transition year uh playstation 4 xbox came out in late late 2013 mm-hmm. so 2014 was that first year it's kind of the years we've been having with the playstation 5 and and series x but you know there was shadow of mordor yeah there was dragon age inquisition it's A lot of good
1: games there was, but you could.
0: There were, they were good, but I, I wouldn't say there was great. There was games. There's a lot of good smaller right. games
1: too, though. But, the, but but there was a lot of games. There was a lot. There were. There weren't so many. See, I guess what I'm getting at is there weren't so many games that you just felt totally overwhelmed by the sheer number of them. Whereas these days, I have a much harder time keeping up with the indie scene because so many games come out every month on Steam, and so many games are hitting the you know the Switch, and and it's just
0: like oh, it's just so much. Like I think, you know, like yeah, like I like
1: the quiet. Years. Mm-hmm.
0: This year uh, was the first, quote unquote, busiest with the tentpole titles coming out. Uh, at least for still kind of PlayStation yeah. and Nintendo for Xbox. We'll get to that later. But um, I liked last year. Like a lot of people are like last year sucked for games, but I'm not. I'm not the type of guy that that's waiting on bated breath for these right. long. I like big games. Don't get me wrong. I I, I want to play the the newest Final Fantasy and God of War. It sucked when it was delayed. But I I figured these delays happen for a reason. But it also gives me time. Like, how do these people not have these extensive backlogs of games that (laughs) stare at them and are like, fucking play me, dickhead. (laughs) You spent this money. And it gave me a chance to, like, play this stuff. Uh, I don't know. They could literally not not release a single
1: game in 2023. And I would have plenty play that i have never sure. played before
0: i wouldn't mind if the video game industry took a pause for you. Yeah, it'd be, a year. It'd, it'd it'd be would, crazy i could catch up it, and not miss yeah. on anything right? it would be
1: crazy i mean you could still probably not catch That's up actually because there's so much out no, there I definitely um yeah but you could catch up a little mm-hmm. it'd be great as if to, to be but like anyway,
0: a, our game recommendation our game yeah, recommendation is tunic please play along uh we'll give you our thoughts and and stuff like that next episode so next let's get into what we've been playing which is kind of obvious every podcast does this yeah i'll let you go eric why don't you go
1: well i've been playing call of duty mostly
0: which is great because again (laughs) complete blind spot for me at least these days with cod i i don't really have time to jump in so but i like hearing about it
1: yeah so for me it's like partly it's it's a social thing like I play with my kids and I play with my friends and my brother. And, and so since everybody's playing, I end up playing a lot of it, um, because that's how I get a lot of my social time. Uh, it's also something that I, you know, I write about, so that helps. And, um, I still have to write write my review. I've been really, I've put 150 hours into it, I think since it came out a month ago. So I've really, really, really put a lot of time into it. um, and, you know, that's Modern Warfare 2 plus Warzone 2, which is out now. And Warzone 2 also has this new DMZ mode, which is like an x game mode that um, we go in. And it's like a co-op PvE-VP style mode, like Escape from Tarkov and things like that. Um, yep. So, yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. I have uh, I have enjoyed it, but it's it's just such a mess. <laughs> it's Is such it? a mess it's
0: like how, I, I thought they cleared they some have they have
1: some um like for instance the other day we were playing warzone 2 uh me and three friends and yeah. we're uh we're we're approaching the final circle we've i have six kills at this point two team wipes uh doing great feeling good just wow. feeling really good i mean six isn't a lot six isn't a ton of kills like i th- I got twelve on, in a match the other day, but six feels still pretty good, and we were feeling good, and we were doing good, and we were all alive, and we were well kitted out, and we we're approaching this—you know—the center circle is moving in, and we're we're moving up the hill really strategically, well coordinated, and then my game freezes, and then my game oh, crashes, that and sucks, then man. my squad goes on to get the win, which I'm glad for them, but I don't get the win because my game mm. crashed. And it's not like it's the first crash, you know, like the game's crashing a lot. And like last night when we were playing in multiple matches, suddenly everyone would be bugging out. And not just one person, not just one person's machine, but everybody rubber banding, flying up into the sky uh, and crashing. So like it's a mess. There's a lot wrong with it. Um, Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 share a menu system. The menus are designed by, apparently, by someone who's never played video games because they are I remember you saying insanely yeah. bad. Uh, you, you know, like, horizontal scrolling.
0: Okay. What? Hold on a Eric. Let me just jump in for a quick <laughs> okay. snippet. Do you find <clears throat> UI worse? Like, it's, it's definitely getting worse. This isn't a mirage to me, right? It's... Menu systems, not just in-game UIs. I'm talking, like... You know menu uis uh stuff like that and 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 presentation on Mm -hmm. menus i I find them have a lot of games adopt these practices you know the the analog controller moves a reticle oh yeah
1: like Like it's a pc that's so dumb uh,
0: interface or 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 things to that extent i'm like what are we doing or we're adopting like mobile Uh free-to-play interfaces in console games it's getting worse than Well, ever. if
1: restaurants designed menus like video games did, no one would be able to find what they wanted to order. Like, you know, like, a menu is something where you're supposed to be able to clearly and easily see what you need to navigate, right? You need to know where to go to, like, invite your friend to the party. You need to know where to go to, like, resume or save or or find out, go to your loadouts or, or you know, tinker with settings. It should all be very, like, Obvious and well structured and organized in a way that's intuitive. And menus have a lot of menus, like this the new Call of Duty menu is, is it looks nice, right? It has a a pleasing aesthetic, but the actual navigation is a disaster. It's so hard to find yeah. where you're going. There's so many different layers. Like in Modern Warfare 2019, or any of the most recent CODs. You could go into your operators, right? There's multiple operators. They all look different. You can buy skins for them. You click on an operator, and it pulls up a list of different skins that you can select. In this one, you yeah. open your operator, and then there's two boxes. One that shows your operator again. Another that shows your finishing moves, which is like execution moves. And there's no indication of skins anywhere. But you, have to, you then have to click on him, that operator a second time. And then you get to the screen where there's... <laughs> operator yeah. skins and there's just so much stuff design. like that where it's it like it needs
0: to be it, it needs to snap yeah. like these are things that like if you've been playing games for a long time or you know a breadth of games you 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 come to see things that work if you're not if you'll only play cod maybe it doesn't oh no bug the you cod community or, is super bugged by this good they should very be because upset. shit like this <laughs> matters it does like, it's got to snap it's got to be simple a little sexy but simple and easy to use and like it's got to be self-explanatory. I shouldn't have to wade through menus. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, not to bury the lead or, or whatever, but one of the problems with God of War Ragnarok is their their UI and their menu system. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they've done a good job, but we'll get to
1: yeah, that. Yeah, I still need to dive into that game. Obviously, I've spent a lot of time on this this other one. Uh, yeah, they should... I mean, I don't mind the like the getting more visually and aesthetically pleasing menu systems as long as they're functional because function before form, when it comes to this stuff, you know, absolutely. Uh,
0: and I, I find the, 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 like the more sexier presentation, that, that really works for more of a single player experience mm-hmm. when you're in a multiplayer lobby. Yes. You can dress it up a little bit, but it's gotta be concise to the point, And it's gotta be snappy. I, I, I gotta get where I want. You gotta take me to what I want. My loadout, my character, like you said, skin, Loadouts, choices, next—you know—match or or whatever—and then I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like every every experience, Overwatch has different things that they do, and, and it's funny because Overwatch One had a wonderful menu it was interface. Pretty, pretty Very simple. 2 kind of screwed it all mm-hmm. up. You know, they elu- they eliminated the setting button on on the whole uh user interface. It's just a little more like needlessly confusing. Mm-hmm. Is it a deal breaker? No. But it, it sours the experience that, like, 5%. Do you know what
1: was a deal breaker for Overwatch 2 in my in my gaming group? Is uh, the, A the Well, yeah. you know, we were having fun until we realized that they turned off uh, aim assist entirely for controllers. Yes, you said that, And yeah. that just, you know, yeah. yeah, then we never played again. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth of it. Yeah. We just well, stopped playing. I
0: mean, me too. I jumped in and I just, uh, a lot of what they were doing with with characters. I just and the cosmetic thing is was the biggest thing, but that's we've yeah, we've we've yeah. done that that conversation. Yeah.
1: So I like to ramp. Yeah. I like to re rant. I like to, to, to shake my fist. I know again. for sure <laughs> we could rehash that for sure. I, I, I'm I'm so
0: I'm because I'm sad I'm actually
1: aren't you a little just sad in general about Overwatch Two? I, I just feel like they re- it was such a half assed seek it was not even a sequel. It doesn't count. You know?
0: like we said last episode it is a corporate greed needless sequel that is actually just it's it's a re-release sequel wrapped up in what should have been a Mm 1.5 update Uh, you could have done this in a a complete update and just gave people what they wanted i i don't know and it's it's greedy and i'll never play it again because
1: destiny was kind of a similar situation for me like I don't understand why they had to... And, of course, this is a while back now, but I remember at the time, why did they have to just... Why did they even need a Destiny 2? Why didn't they just continue with Destiny and just give us more planets? Yeah, that, wasn't and,
0: that, like, a, an Activision publisher idea as opposed to what Bungie wanted to do? Yeah, I
1: think it was, like, partly because of the engine. They, they They needed a new engine because the engine they were working with was just terrible. And I remember reading about how, like, they to do one simple update was just this enormously time-consuming mm. thing. So, but I think they could have just taken that game, ported it to a new engine. Like that's what building a new game is like. And just continued with that game as destiny. I, I kind of hate that it's destiny too. Like it should just be destiny. Sure. I, and then and they no, could have had. Did all- you
0: play destiny extensively? I
1: did. I played quite a bit of destiny and I played, I played for a while in destiny too, but the fomo in that game and the whole just like got to keep up with it is too exhausting and so i gave yeah. it up i was never like a big like raid guy or anything like that but uh i enjoyed and i enjoyed the sh- the, the gunplay and the, the the world they created and um some of the campaigns and stuff were fun and strikes were fun and i even got into pvp for a while but i tried that again recently and i was like oh no I cannot play this anymore. <laughs> like
0: getting bunnied, oh, right? so now bad. You're, you're more of the shooter. You're more of the shooter guy than me. How does Bungie's shooting core experience compare to like uh, a cod core experience? Mm. Obviously they're, they're different. Very different. Um, but I, I have experience with call of duties. I don't have a lot of experience with, with destiny. Yeah.
1: Or what about halo? Uh, Did you play much halo?
0: No, I mean, I definitely played Halo, but it's been a yeah. long time. And honestly, online, I never played a lot. I would play the campaigns and just really not play a sure. lot of online.
1: Um, well, I'm partial to to Call of Duty shooting. Just, I just find, you know, it's different from game to game, of course. Like Vanguard, I didn't care for the shooting much at all. But um, it's so precise and punchy and like. Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 have really good gunplay. That's what it that's what keeps me coming back. Like it's well that's it's what matters. So that's, yeah, that's, that's you can that's
0: you can fuck up the menus, you can fuck up the UI, you can make it convoluted as whatever. But if it's if you're in the game and, and the guns and, and the way mm-hmm. it plays is great, people are gonna keep coming back. Yeah, it just
1: has that great like connection. Like bullets hit, you feel it, the sound design is is phenomenal. And uh And so you get you just you know it's it's very satisfying. I go into something like Destiny. I feel like it's a lot floatier, and yeah, that's partly by design. You know, in Destiny, you're sort of flying around. You have all these powers, and but to me, it just never feels quite as exact. And I'm and I feel like I feel like my history with shooters is stuff like Counter Strike, COD, those those kind of like you know Battlefield to some degree. Although again, I don't like it as much. Uh, More like realistic, although it's not realistic, you know, but. (laughs) More realistic and more yeah, like yeah, military-style combat. So that – I liked Halo also, but I'm, I, I was never quite as big into Halo as someone like my brother or people who got really – into. I didn't play a lot of the multiplayer either, so I never got very good at it. But um, yeah, so I don't know. Destiny for me it was more about the the campaign or the strikes or the, 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 the co-op stuff, whereas Call of Duty is much more like I'm going to go in and I'm going to try to be as competitive as possible. And as I was talking with, with my brother, who's way better than me, by the way, <laughs> I, I attribute that to him being seven younger. years younger than me. So that's part of it. Okay. Well, um, he is so ridiculously sweaty sometimes, though. We got a W in Warzone 2 two <laughs> nights ago. Yeah.
0: If you're not sweating, you're not well, trying. He
1: is cra- He's ridiculous. He, our whole squad was down except for him. And there were like six other players left. And he killed like... Four or five of them, and got the win. I love I mean, that. It was
0: just that's when you he got downed. What's the He uh, revived? He was it, that meme. Uh, <laughs> like it's like that cartoon meme where you're like, "This squad dies." I lean forward. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And then you're like fully engaged, dude. I've done. There was in Final Fantasy Fourteen. See, it's funny. We have different like uh-huh. multiplayer jives. Like if I'm gonna play a multiplayer, I'll play like a Final Fantasy fourteen. or. A fighting game like that's more or less what i would gravitate but anyway like i remember my squad going down in in final fantasy 14 a few times like now i haven't played a lot so maybe there's people who play 14 and they're like oh what's he talking about that's so old Like i remember once against odin when that that raid first came out he initially was this this spawn boss that everyone would have to fight and it was really hard but eventually there was this trial you could play and it wasn't easy at first and I remember, like a bunch of guys just got wiped, and I held the I held the fort as my dragoon for a few minutes, enough for people to get raised and back into <laughs> it. And I was like, and I actually have on my YouTube channel, I have that video, uh, nice. of that that gameplay video, uh, and another one was uh, I was a samurai fighting uh, Suzaku, which is the these four deities in 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 Japanese lore that carry forward from actually in final fantasy 11, their original MMO, they were some hard bosses and then they made them later in Stormblood, the the second expansion for final fantasy 14. But I remember my squad going down and I just, they have these cool like, uh, you know, sequences and, 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 and combat things you gotta, you know, they all have different things, uh, things to dodge or whatever. And I was just like, I zoned the fuck in. And I'm like, all right, we're not losing this one, boys. I got it. And again, same thing. I, Our whole party wiped, and I took out, like, this final sliver, which a final sliver of health can seem like forever yeah, in some of these oh, moments. Totally. I'm great at the game. So, or at least I was.
1: I love the drama <laughs> of moments like that. Like, in either a yeah, competitive game or, like, Dark Souls. Like, I gravitate to games where it's, like, where that where I get that feeling you know like you just
0: we've all had that moment in a dark oh, Souls yeah. or one of those games multiple i I you know the that music kicks in <laughs> yeah. and you're just like Fuck it, I've, you know and I've, I know this fight and I've gone down a bunch of times and then i'm I'm, I'm almost down and then you just sometimes something clicks Yeah. like this 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 fight or flight thing with your video game skills and you're yeah. in
1: you just pull off that crazy crazy hit or that crazy shot or that dodge it's right the, the just just the perfect moment yeah or your batteries sure. die i remember in the first dark souls i was uh smiling or- ormstein and you know which is in andor Londo yep. and you have to get past the fucking silver archers and you fight your way through all that and the mimic chests and you get to that du- duo boss and it's so hard and i remember i got them so close and my batteries died in my xbox controller oh those and things and i was Dead. It was so sad. But you know that's how it but goes. Dan, like, <laughs>
0: do, I, I can't remember. Do modern from games like if if your controller goes offline or or dies, does it automatically? No, pause? There, there's no, no pausing I guess ever because it it's no because there's, no, there's pause. no pause in
1: those games, so you just die.
0: Wait does is does Sekiro have a pause?
1: Uh, it might because it's not multiplayer.
0: Yeah, I think that's the only from maybe I'm I'm incorrect, but I think that's the only from game that does It might play. I
1: probably never played it like it did because I'm so used to them not having a pause uh that I would that I just wouldn't even think about it. That that game, man.
0: I I know we talked about this before, and I was just going to say if gaming went on pause for <laughs> yeah, year, play that. <laughs> that is the game I would focus on cuz I think it is I think about it often. Mm. I really do. I think about it often. There's there's some games I think about. Like i want to f- persona 5 royal i want to like pl- i've never finished that game
1: because it is like super yeah, long super long i didn't finish it either i like it though
0: like i think about that often because i know i'll love it and i've I've got in i actually got in about 20 hours and then they announced that they were doing a ps5 version and i'm like well, <laughs> well shit. I'm weird like that <laughs> yeah i'm like shit, like i know this isn't gonna really run better but if it could run like this fraction <laughs> yeah. of a bit better I might as well
1: wait right yeah or you play persona 5 and then they come out with persona 5 royal like and you're like wait or like dark souls 2 and then they come out with dark souls 2 scholar of the first sin which is better and you know sekiro i didn't finish because i played a lot and i put a lot of time in it and i got pretty good at it and i knew what i was doing but it was just so hard i do think it's one of the best rhythm games ever made though like (laughs) it's like a it's a ballet game it's amazing
0: I I think it's incredible. The, the boss designs and the gameplay flow of it. I actually think it is brilliant.
1: Brilliant. I I know
0: there is there. I know there is in that game, something that will click for me, but I, I have had a fuck of a time finding it. I knew a lot of
1: people who, who, I mean, I don't know how far you got in it, but I knew a lot of people who gave up at the first ogre and, and just were like, I can't do this.
0: No, I got way. Yeah. Way past that. I, I, i was good but there were some some of the some of the later actually i wouldn't even say later when i i feel like there's a a a distinct point where some of the bosses there are some deflection things you must do well i mean i shouldn't say must because there are some guys out there that actually prove that you can just dodge shit oh yeah in that game even though it seems like a it's not the dodge game. Right, you can dodge that, but
1: it will be hard. Uh, like, I because mean, uh, there are some some bosses like the bull, <laughs> where you really need to figure out how to to parry it. Essentially, because then you're going to take it down a lot faster. Parrying is or so just spam the yeah. Programs. It's it's that's a wonderful game though. You're right. I I, I often think I need it to is. just like sit down and play it again. But then there's you know I need to go play God of War Ragnarok and I need to go play this and that. I got to sure, play this and that. <laughs>
0: Every once in a while, I'll I'll see these clips of guys just styling and Ric Flair profiling on some of these later's boss, like Ultimate Ishin. And and I'm just like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. this guy would fucking wreck me. And these guys are just doing shit to him. That is, it it looks like a a Kurosawa film for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah. And they're making it happen. I'm like, all right. See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I can do this. I know I can do this. I just... It is hard. It's not well, easy. I mean, it's
1: like there's this, there was, I saw this, this chick streamer who, when she played Elden Ring left-handed with one hand and, and got through it. And like, just these people are crazy. I don't, I don't understand it. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> like. Like, I, I, I've seen it, you know, some of the Bloodborne beat with a dance pad or something <laughs> yes. like that. I'm like, like, first of all, I don't even know how you would think of like, fuck it guys today. I'm just going to do this. Yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a good, I'm like barely making it through. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. feel like I'm a bad gamer by any means. I feel like I'm pretty good at all this stuff, you know, but, but boy. So, I mean, I guess just some people just, for one thing, some people will just play one game exclusively for so long. And they're yeah. very, very good at it. And
0: when I was young, like, for instance, when we were younger, there were certain games, like not certain games. We just didn't have the buying mm-hmm. power and, we would have these games. I'm like, well, this is all I have to play. So I'm just going to keep playing this game. And I would just get bad ass out of yep, it. Yep. Cool. right. I just could speed run. I knew where everything mm-hmm. was. I knew attack patterns and eventually it just becomes second nature. But I guess that's the way they do it. I'm always endlessly enamored by the speed. Yeah. Run that's,
1: that's, a, that's a whole thing. And, and, and that's another thing where it's like, it's funny. I would never think to do that. You know, I never would think, Oh, I'm going to, I mean, I guess, and to some degree, like, it, they, like in the first Mario Brothers, you they sort of teach you a, a speed run, like a, a very uh, basic speed run, right? You can warp really quickly to the final final world in the first Mario Brothers. But yeah, I, I guess I, I never really, I'm not really a total completionist, but it's really hard for me to skip content. So speed running is like the antithesis of how I play games and this is another reason why i think all these big open world games with like a shit ton of stuff to do have been really bad for me because i they i just i look at them and i think there's so much to do i'm never gonna get it done so i'm not even gonna try like i can't i can't do all this like please don't give me like this is too much you know so yeah
0: that's why with again with witcher three i never finished witcher three i got into it late like super late yeah and I was playing, I actually was like, I think I was like 35 hours in. And then they're like, CD Projekt Red was like, all right, we're going to put this and update it for modern consoles. So I just put the controller and yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll wait. I waited so long. I might as well just wait for like the best, best version <laughs> yeah. of it, which is coming in December. So I am going to play it. Like I have all the expansions and I love that game. Oh, game. I think it's incredible. I will say, so... I think
1: that, the, that I was a little bummed <laughs> out. That The Witcher Three adopted the open world format that it did. Not that I, I I'm against open worlds entirely, but comparing it to something like Elden Ring, which gives you a much more organic open world, just makes me think that there was so much potential. Because you know, Witcher Two was not an open world game, and there were no. not question marks on a map. You know, you, you, there weren't all these things like that to do. And I was when I saw that when I started playing, I thought this isn't really exactly what I want because what I'm here for are these great characters and stories. And I don't Which need.
0: They definitely did. Oh, they them. did
1: that. Like the, the red Baron or whatever, that whole quest line. I don't know if you got to that with the three witches. That was,
0: well, that's right at the yeah. beginning. No, uh, it's a
1: side quest. Oh, you don't yeah, even have sure. to do it. Like,
0: yeah, it's well, you, it is a mandatory. Oh, is it mandatory? Uh, it's been so long. <laughs> No, 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 but like part of it. Yeah. But to pursue the full okay. quest, it becomes a side yeah, quest. That's yeah. That's right. That's right.
1: It's been years. And you
0: can actually fuck it up like it where it will just sort of end and you won't pursue the full amount which of is it, sad, but that's, that's a why great he's, quest. Yeah.
1: It is so good. I finished it and I finished most of the DLC, but I think then I also stopped um, cuz it's I'd put so much time into that game. Um which is it is a phenomenal yeah, game.
0: Waterstone, yeah. And then there's Blood of Blood of mm-hmm. Wine and from what I understand, the DLC is as good, if yeah, not better... It's really good. ...than the main... It's game. excellent. But you have to think, like, that was 2015, and... That's crazy. You look at, like, a, <laughs> Bethesda came out with Fallout 4 right around the same time, and by comparison, like, what The Witcher 3 was doing was so far ahead oh, sure. of what... Like, Bethesda was like, here's our game, you guys love our formula, and CD Projekt Red was like, no, man, the game has changed. Yeah and so for the time it was like okay like but at the same like the gameplay wasn't incredible the one thing they did is they kept iterating like there was like 20 patches for which mm-hmm. at least oh yeah if not more of content gameplay iterations and this is again we're getting back to the thing why i don't play games on day one that's exactly why the witcher 3 basically transformed it was almost an entirely different game
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: from where it was released to what it would but anyway well they're
1: they're good about that i mean to some degree cd project red is bad about releasing games that are super buggy but they're good about fixing them although sure i never did get into cyberpunk 2077 i just didn't like it did you try it i just didn't like it okay i didn't like okay i didn't like it (laughs) I don't know. I <laughs> I didn't. I just I didn't like the shooting, especially. And I'm. I guess I'm picky. But I really didn't like how the gut the combat so was. So did you
0: try it at yep. launch, or did you try it after the next gen patch? Nope,
1: I haven't played it since. I played on PC. Okay. And I will. I will try it again, at some point. Um, I honestly just kind of got a bad taste in my mouth around the whole thing. It felt so <laughs> unfinished and yeah. so rushed out the door and and you know CD Project Red is one of those developers I have historically had a lot of respect for because of their sure. approach to DLC they
0: and it, with, with, with sure. it,
1: it kind of bothered me and so I just was like yeah I don't really like it and I'm not really happy with how they've approached this and I'm just not going to play it so
0: they should have cut the last excuse when when it moved along in production yep. I guess it's easy for me to say when I don't have shareholders and and things to answer to like all of us, but I think the writing was on the wall and they were trying to serve too many masters with the architecture. Mm-hmm. Again, we're ignorant of development. Well, but orders, we but we obviously it was too much. the The result was it was too. And much. And the result
1: was their share price fell. And they lost a lot of goodwill with the community that they'd built a lot of goodwill up with. So I don't think that's a wrong assessment at all. I, I think they would have pissed people off. But I think if they'd just been really upfront and said, you know, this game has grown into something that just won't run properly on these consoles, and we're not going to sell you a game that won't run properly on your consoles. It's not fair to you as
0: consumers. Wouldn't life better? Wouldn't life be better if people were just honest? With I know. Because it, because like yeah politics everything (laughs) like listen guys here it is point blank no it just doesn't ever work like that and uh, again I would have respected them a hell of a lot more if you just yeah it would have sucked yeah I get it but at the same time in order for us to make the game we want this has to happen it's grown into something entirely different do do you know I'll play it like Uh, sorry I was just going to say it was funny at the time
1: because I played it on several different platforms you know trying them out and uh, it ran best on Stadia it ran better on stadia than it did on pc than it did on anything rip stadia
0: but stadia is over
1: stadia is gone
0: and then they're got to get my hands on one of those it might be worth something than that. They, no because it's they're 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 refunding
1: everybody for all of it all the games they purchased and all the stadia's themselves they purchased and they're gonna they're shutting it all down it's crazy it's the wildest thing ever it's... <laughs>
0: I just like, but people. I, there was a few people that told me that that streaming stadium was the future of you know uh, could have been with God. a
1: different approach to it. It's just that you had to buy all your games, and they didn't have a good, you know, they needed a format more like Xbox Game Pass uh, to to make that really work because it's a cool technology. Like
0: it is, but I don't think the streaming. It's not there no, yet. It's definitely not. It's the same reason why, like with playstation plus they still haven't figured out playstation 3 Mm -hmm. you know those games are still only available through streams and that sucks because they are anyone that's experienced they are unplayable yeah they just to an acceptable level and there's the playstation 3 is so many games (laughs) that i want to go back It, it actually is the one generation like i'm a i love i've owned every playstation console day one playstation 3 might be my favorite for as fucked it's up as console. it was and i think that's exactly why because they took so many chances because they were getting their ass kicked and their games were funky their playstation store didn't work the <laughs> the thing kind of ran like shit but they didn't care and they just kept coming like there's just so many games on there like did you ever play asura's wrath
1: no, Asherous. I didn't. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, it's the
0: most. And again, I, I it's the most anime game that you could ever, ever find. That game, honestly, to me, is like a masterpiece. It is the most overtop <laughs> anime and compassing game. I love it. And it is stranded. there. I guess you could play it on Steam. I think. I think. I don't know. But anyway, I have it on PlayStation 3 and I want to replay it. But I'm not going to stream that. Game. Right. I
1: I have my, you know, I still have my PS three, and I have a ton of discs for it, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's not something I can say. Like I do, I have some PS four discs, and I have probably no PS five. Like everything is digital now, but I've got, you know, okay. See, I'm clips still, or, that's
0: where we. Do, I'm still a physical guy. Yeah,
1: I just, you know, I guess, I guess I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't hate having the digital stuff because I can't lose it or scratch it. Sure. and I would
0: are you sure though? well you can't scratch it <laughs> you can lose it but I'll lose
1: my I lose my discs and stuff um I was gonna look up that that game Asura's, to see if it was on what,
0: Steam Wrath?
1: yeah I don't
0: it's so good
1: I don't see and, it on it's Steam. a Capcom
0: uh, game okay it's a Capcom game and they Institute like there was like this DLC episodes where you could fight Ryu and fight Akuma uh and <laughs> Like there's the, it's super anime over the top, so you have to be into it to find the charm of it. I think some people looked at it and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" But it's definitely become one of those like nostalgic gems for people. They're like, "What were we thinking (laughs) about with this game? We slept on it. It is amazing. It was like it's like a God Hand. Remember Uh God Hand? You know, some people just didn't get it. And and to be honest, it is kind of fucked up. Like I remember the IGN IGN review was like a three out of ten were other people were like it's a nine out of ten this game is phenomenal so it's kind of one of those yeah there was
1: a lot going on with the with the ps3 that was a, that was a fun era and and then of course games like demon souls came out in the ps3 era which sure. were taking all kinds of crazy risks and new approaches and uh
0: and random platformers like the puppeteer which was honestly an absolutely gorgeous game that no one played
1: some really great graphics for the ps3 honestly it had some beautiful beautiful games
0: like i listened to a guy break down the ps3 architecture and i think it was and don't again please guys don't get mad at me if i get this wrong (laughs) but they said the cpu was as powerful as anything today like it could run things today like it was but it was bottlenecked in some way by by certain things I'm not describing it well, but the way I, I listen to a guy talk about the architecture of it and why it why it excelled at doing some things, because you look at certain games, like, for instance, the PlayStation 3 generation. I, I, I promise we'll, we'll finish my whole what I've been playing, and we'll get through that quick, but uh, I look at that era, and God of War Ascension, mm. for instance, for whatever mm-hmm. you think about that game. But visually, that game is doing things that no one else was yeah. doing during that generation. I was just thinking the, about
1: that the other day, actually,
0: just it, it actually like if out of people like I remember had a guy come and tell me like God of War is better better looking game. I'm like, I like God of War Three better. Yeah, but it is not a better looking game than God of War Ascension. Some of the things that they do in that game with the that they use a CGI background that is 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 moving and and, mm-hmm. and and reacting to things that are happening that you're doing during a boss fight that is actually you're fighting during the boss fight is too I, again we're not developers i'm not explaining it extremely well but it is the most visually impressive game for that yeah that era and it's crazy that the ps3 could do that well yeah no. but then it, ps3 couldn't run a game like like for instance bayonetta bayonetta ran like shit on the ps3 mm-hmm. But on the 360 ran incredibly well. So most third party games ran better on the 360. Mm -hmm. But first party games were getting the most out of the PlayStation 3 and looking better.
1: Yeah. And, and I, you know, with the, with Demon's Souls, like playing the PS5 version versus the PS3 version, there's still some things I like better about the PS3 version. Like it's not as saturated, it's a little moodier looking, it's a little more, uh, it's less colorful and detailed, but it it captures that sort of forlorn aesthetic better in some ways. And it still looks phenomenal. Like I I need to fire up my, my PS three again. It's just sitting there gathering dust, but I need to, I need to hook it up and go back and try out some of these older games. It's been a while. (laughs) uh,
0: In the future, we'll have an episode about our favorite consoles and then we'll do like our, our favorite games too, because um, there's a lot for the audience to get to know about us. But yeah, I, PlayStation Three, man, what a! It concept. was great. I, I think it was just like this moment in time. But anyway, just to finish up this segment before we go on our little intermission here, uh, anything more to say about COD? Or oh, are you, are you I've good I've lots to say about COD, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're going to be playing that for quite a while. Oh, yeah. So.
1: yeah, Well, it's missing lots of things, so I'm waiting. You know, I'm waiting for things like Gunfight. I don't know if you ever played Gunfight in the in the Mm-mm. 2019 introduced Mm-mm. Gunfight, which was two v two mode where you had short matches with with um, everyone would have the same loadouts so you'd start random loadouts each every two rounds it would change right so small maps 2v2 everyone has the same loadouts no kill streaks none of that nonsense just a 2v2 60 second matches you either kill the other team or you take the flag in the center of the map when it okay. pops up and first team to six wins so these were short tactical you know highly you had to really communicate with who you're playing with and it's so much fun and in vanguard they got rid of it and now this year they don't have it yet they say they're going to bring it back but they don't have it yet and it's like they keep on introducing things in call of duty that are really awesome and then just throwing them out a couple years later and so i'm hoping that they bring that back Uh, i hope they bring resurgence mode to Warzone soon which is like a respawn mode rather than just a battle royale mode so Yes, I'm going to be playing it a lot, hoping that they bring in all these all these things that they got rid of with the introduction of the new games that I, that I think made, you know, the last game so so good. Um, so yeah, it's it's this huge billion dollar game that's buggy, it's missing a lot of features, it's frustrating, but it's it's also got really really solid gameplay. So, it's a conundrum. I'm still thinking about how I'm going to write my review. Like the core of the core game is so good the experience around playing the game is so bad, you know? And I guess that's, that's probably a modern phenomenon too, because it's a live service game and so many of its problems are the online features and the the menus and all that. So, but that's all. I won't go on and on. Well, I'm looking (laughs)
0: forward to reading your review. One day. Someday. (laughs) So I'm playing a, I've been playing a couple things and then we'll get to the big one, which is obviously God of War Ragnarok. But, um, I finished, uh, Record of Lotus War, Deedlit in Wonderland. Wonder Labyrinth. That is a mouthful. That, that really, I
1: cannot even remember and that title. It is
0: by this team, <laughs> this team called Ladybug. I'm Again, Record of Lotus War was... a. It's actually a D&D. Uh, Japanese-based D&D huh. thing. Which was made into an anime. Which I loved growing up. I thought the anime was awesome. Anyway, so this game came out randomly. Like, about a year and a half ago. I think it came out last year. And it's like... Uh, a Castlevania Symphony of the Night inspired, even down to some of the back. I actually thought it was one of those cheap mobile game ripoffs at first with the, the skin swap, because her backdash is kind of like Alucard's in Symphony of the Night. But it is much more than that. I, I It's an extremely well-developed game that looks gorgeous. Uh, it's it's your, you know, your Metroidvania, but with great bosses and cool shit in it, and it's not super long. It's got a good vast array of weapons that you can uh, fight, and Ooh. the movement is snappy. You can, you, it's got these different forms, wind and flame form, and I loved it. I actually think it was really, really, really good. Uh, I actually, I, I platinum. Oh, it. It nice, My wow. 80th platinum trophy. Oh, on you're one of those so. guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Shit. I'm not like crazy crazy <laughs> about it, but I definitely love. That stuff. I you had to do like a boss rush.
1: I didn't even know what like I played video games for so long without even really realizing what trophies and stuff were. So I. Like I was like, then so people I, like, as soon as they came out, man, as
0: soon as came out with these trophy, it kind of just bought. I am a sucker for that that ecosystem for sure. Yeah, I like totally, trophies. Yeah. I like what they represent. So well, I like that kind of. I just saw people disdain them, but I don't know. They're easy to shut off. Yeah, I
1: don't even. I don't mind them. Like I like it when I see that I got one. Same thing with like, you know, like any sort of achievements or like unlocks and, you know, you know, I got, you know, get, like in Call of Duty again, you get, you know, you you get, you unlock different things if you get these random, yeah. you know, achievements. And I like that, but I don't, I don't think about it. I just, I, I enjoy it, yeah. but I don't, like, I'm impressed by people who platinum games. I just don't, I don't have I it, it in it me, I think. Play. I think if I started down that path, it might be a very dark path.
0: <laughs> now, I only, like, I only go after games that actually really really enjoy now there was a couple at first where i was like i i liked them but i didn't love them so i did the platinum but i've never gone after like a platinum because like like a cheap one like a game where there was there's certain games that are actually just kind of build as cheap platinum so most all of mine are like games that that are worth a damn anyway so I platinum them that. I actually really liked it. I highly recommend it. Uh, Team Ladybug. They actually have, have another game called Tohua uh, Luna Nights. And it is Steam only, I think. Maybe it's on Xbox. But, again, same sort of pixel art. Uh, 2D pixel art. Snappy, sexy gameplay. This one's much more f- quicker. I think they have like a slowdown uh, mode Ooh. in it. Or, or The gameplay core has a slowdown thing. It's like T-O-U-H-O-U, Luna Knight. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah it looks it's, cool. That it's, other one looks cool, too. Yeah, I bought it for uh, my Steam Deck. Oh, so, yeah. But oh it doesn't run really well on the Steam Deck. It's one of those, so...
1: I need to play more on my Steam Deck. <laughs> I got the damn so Steam Deck,
0: and, and now I'm it. like, uh-oh, I'm never playing it. I spent all the fucking money <laughs> on this thing, and it just sits there it's staring so bad. at me. But it's like... Yeah, I know.
1: Uh, I, uh, I there needs to be more hours in the day. That's my. That's that's what I think because games are there, really time consuming there, when you have no kids time. and shit.
0: <laughs> Everybody out there, like I don't know if you're young, whatever, or eventually you do get to the point where it's just like there is not enough hours in the day for stuff. Yeah, there just isn't,
1: and you don't know where they've gone either. Like. What happened know. to my day? I, really I got up at 6.30 this morning and it's already nighttime and I haven't achieved anything.
0: <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we got pregnant in May. May feels like yesterday yeah. in nine weeks I'm going to have a second oh my child. God, and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. That. <laughs> you're going
1: to be in trouble. So <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Oh, I'm going to be in so oh, much trouble. Yeah,
1: because how old is your, your other, your first?
0: He's, he's not quite two and oh, a yeah, half. Yeah, so you're going to have your
1: half. hands so full. Oh, We're yeah. going to have this...
0: But it's great. Hiatus it's of the great podcast. Though, <laughs> no, we'll do it because this will be my. Yeah, own exactly. life. I get to crush a couple bourbons. Mm-hmm. I get to crush a couple bourbons, and our little guy sleeps. But yeah, no one wants to. It. So it's okay. I love kids, man. If you're out there, have kids. Responsibility. Some of our listeners uh,
1: will be in the same boat, and 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 they'll they'll sure. they'll like the commiserate commiserative is that a word commiserative nature of this 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 stuff <laughs> uh that's,
0: i mean that's really the basis of this podcast it's right. two older guys hey. we're both dads older. at the stage of older. our life our time is limited <laughs> yeah older isn't a bad yeah. word we i mean it's just an age but uh, you know our time isn't our time isn't our own anymore mm-hmm. i should say right so we play things and and, and do things at our own time and at our own pace. At least I do. Very much so for me as well. You're a little more, more, you're a little more wrapped in all of this stuff because it encompasses your work. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit more free for you where it's more forced for me. Yeah. But I still, it's tricky
1: still though, because like when you're like, I'm not a Twitch streamer, although I sort of sometimes think I I should have gone that route because like, writing writing takes that. a lot of time up and games take a lot of time up and it's like i don't know how how some some people just manage to do it all it's like i i, I don't know like and i know and then again at the same time it's like i used to be better at that i used to i think i've i think i'm in, more impatient with games now than i used to be like if i don't love it if it's if it's not clicking for me i am i'm much more quick to walk away from it like
0: i don't think that's a bad thing no it's not something that i possess now i will walk away for games but i think it takes me a lot to do yeah i i i want to believe in what they're doing Yeah, and I, I like i remember yahtzee saying this thing if a game doesn't grab you in the first 10 to 15 minutes it's you you know you put it down i don't i don't believe i don't in think that. that's always I true I think, no definitely
1: not no. Because of games like Persona no, like a, and stuff it, that have taken a lot longer.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're not even into the game at that point. You're really not. I don't think that's a an, an all-encompassing truth. But I will
1: say that there, about video there games, are but... games that will tell me in the first 10 or 15 minutes that I won't like it. There are games where the yeah. dialogue yeah. or the voice acting or, or whatever is so atrocious or so off-putting that I'm just like, no, nope, probably not for me. And uh, I'm trying to think of one. Off the, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But a lot of these sort of, and then maybe this is a taste thing also, but like Eurojank games, like some of these like Euro, like you know French developers and and whatnot that come out with these kind of janky, cheesy games. And I start to play. And, you know, I've played a, f- a number of them, but I've I think I have sort of lost patience for a, for a lot of those. Give me one. Um, um, a, oh my like, god! Give me an me, example. I'm just having trouble remembering. Let me let me look up. Uh...
0: No, more. Well, off. The other game I, I finished, well, I, I finished Valkyrie Elysium a bit ago, uh, but they came out with a, deal, a DLC-free patch called Hilda's Revenge. You played this dark Valkyrie. Bottom line, it was just, it, it isn't worth playing. <laughs> it, it has almost nothing to it other than you get to play this cool other Valkyrie, which is, it's fine but it's un, completely unnecessary there's no story context for it at all so in the grand scheme of things it's kind of a waste of a two hours which i wasted for you now you no longer have to do so uh, you got it there? i got um and there's, there's there's the one example. that i'm
1: trying to remember and it's about it's a wolverine it's not like wolverine the superhero it's a wolverine game
0: wolverine the animal
1: yeah the the mythic it's
0: they are vicious sons of bitches. They really are. Pure Canadian. And it was
1: so bad. And I just can't remember what it's called. Uh one of one one pretty famous one would be like Alex, E L E X. Which is like an mm. RPG ish It's just Alex. so bad. I don't know. I know some people love these. There's like all the like, they're all kind of cult classics, a lot of these. Um and then there's like studios like Spiders and some of these other like uh, these these studios that make games that look really cool when you see trailers and the graphics look cool and then you actually play them and they're just not. Uh, so yeah. I don't know why I got into Eurojank, but... Eurojank. Eurojank. It's a whole thing. We should we should, we should should yeah. pick one at some point just to play it and see what I mean.
0: Sure. Uh, some of them are good, too. To the too. Like, game yeah, okay,
1: we'll play. We don't so, play all of it, but some of those for... games are ones where I will, within 15 minutes, be cringing so hard at the dialogue. And the bad, bad, bad voice acting—that it's like I don't think I can put any more time into this game. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, one game I'm not really cringing at the the voice acting and, and dialogue as is, is God of uh, War yes. Ragnarok, uh, which came out recently. Uh, you jumped in, I know no, you just, did yep, but just a little. Bit. I don't know how. Yeah. yeah. Time's limited. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I know it's just one of those things that I want to sit down and actually give it its due time, and I've you know just haven't had that time lately
0: i'm not super far either uh i will i'll discuss it a little bit obviously this isn't going to be a story a spoiler conversation at all because the story's very important but uh there'll be a couple terms here that i use and and a world name that sort of serves as what i think is more or less the first introduction area but Yeah, I'm God of War Ragnarok's my new frontier to play, and it is a game like I don't want to have it spoiled for me, so I feel like I kind of have to play it right now. Uh, so it's breaking my rule of not playing (laughs) launch games, so yeah. Uh, it, it definitely follows the rule of having an awesome opening. All God of Wars have awesome openings, you know. The first, the first God of War, you fight the like the Kraken. On, on the ship. The second one the, the, the Colossus as Rhodes gets possessed. The third one is Poseidon uh, with that awesome fight. Last game, you fought Balder mm-hmm. after a short introduction which was really cool. And this one well, I won't spoil it for you, but it definitely lives up to that. Uh, maybe afterwards, the the pacing gets a, a slightly jumbled, but not enough to really make me worried about the game and really anything but I after our conversation where I our first episode I was worried about if they could fit it all in this game I will say after the first probably maybe 10 hours I play slow so my 10 hours doesn't mean your 10 hours like I I really do play these games slow but they've introduced some narrative elements right off the bat that I think it alleviates some of my worries that I initially had uh, about this game being the culmination of the the Norse mythology saga. Obviously, I got. there's a long, long, long way to go. There's a lot to see. There's a lot of worlds to see. And I don't know where they're going to go with this entire story, other than the obvious, you know, fight gods, kill gods, <laughs> move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, but how that goes about, I'm excited to see it. Uh, but it started off with a bang, and they got a lot of things out of the way. Uh Man, that Fenrir thing. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: Yep. that was that was lost. Like
0: I had tears in my eyes. Yeah. I yeah, did.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I th-
0: I've lost. I've lost a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you out there have lost pets or Eric, oh, and yeah. it's it's hard. It's it's one. Honestly, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I've lost, you know, grandparents and stuff who I miss dearly. But this thing that I, I missed, and I, I think there's more in store for us with that.
1: Mm-hmm probably
0: so we'll we'll see where that goes but yeah I I think this game is awesome to start but it's not flawless uh, I do think the menu thing mm. is uh it, it carries over from 2018s 2018s wasn't uh, uh a smooth ship I should say and this one carries it over not a deal breaker but it's just a little it's like needlessly convoluted mm-hmm. on uh, a lot of navigation aspects and it really, I, I would give it more a pass if 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 I wasn't needing to get on there to equip armor and you know things for my axe or my shield and and you know runic attacks and all this other shit. It's just like it has to be like interacted with, and it seems to want to fight me a mm-hmm. little bit on that. I I'll get over it. Don't get me wrong; It wasn't a deal breaker for me with 2018, but again, it just. It's this slight inc- uncomfortability thing, yeah, uh, of the game. But I feel like uh, a studio and a budget, and this is one thing I will hold to task for AAA games: is things like this I shouldn't have to worry about. I, you know, I'll
1: just jump in on the 2018 version a little because because I, I know a lot of the yeah a lot of the same problems have been carried over. But just stepping out a little bit back from the 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 menu problems maybe you're going to disagree with me on this, and this is personal bias, but I don't know that I loved how much of that stuff was even in the game, like runes and armor pieces and all that. Like, I kind of sometimes wish that games would not have as much of that and just focus on the action and the story. um, Like... Like distill it down to what's real. I mean, and I guess maybe it's really fun for people to like flip flop runes and do all that stuff. But I've just never. I don't know. Like, I guess maybe also because God of War was never really a game about a ton of, you know, having RPG elements or anything in it before.
0: No, like you, the original games that you would upgrade your your blades and yeah, your multiple weapons just, with with, you know, your 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 red, not souls, but whatever your. I don't know what the hell they were, but they're a red currency and you would upgrade. So you would have to interact with the menu on a surface level, but it's pretty straight. I wasn't equipping armor mm-hmm. and, and, and special attacks and things. And while I don't mind it being in there, I actually understand where yeah. you're coming from. And I do agree. I sp- but I think we're having this conversation because the menu system is cumbersome. Mm-hmm. It feels like, okay, why is this here? Whereas if, if they did it in a way that was easy to use, and seamless maybe it wouldn't be a, a thing that we thought about as much. maybe
1: yeah I, right? I think that there's a lot of that in and i think sony's really bad and sony studios are really bad about introducing lots of tedious things that aren't fun to games that are fun otherwise like in yeah uh the last of us or the last of us part two there's just so much picking stuff up and crafting things i hate it i hate it so much it drives me crazy because it straps the flow of the of the story and the drama and the action and the character development. And uh, like Horizon Zero Dawn is even worse. It's just so tedious to, to gather all the stuff you have to gather constantly. And I, I just I'm like, why can't you just make an action game with uh, really minimize all this busy work that you have to do? And, and just get, let's get the story. Let's get the action. Let's go to the, let's get the adventure.
0: Sure. And
1: let's, but it feels like they put that stuff in because I think maybe it's expected of them to put it in. Like that's what gamers want nowadays. They want lots of crafting. They want lots of picking stuff up and going through your inventory and craft. Like, I, I just don't like it. I don't like that tendency in modern games at all. it's It, ta- it takes me out of the experience. And it feels
0: yeah, like some game, some it, it works, but I don't need it at right. all. Some games, it's like it's uh, supposed yeah, to be there. They're definitely trying to shoehorn things in, and I think that's a, a conversation we can get to later when we do our topic of the show. Uh, slight spoiler: We're going to do the State of the Union of oh yeah, all the major platform manufacturers. Uh, but it is getting a little formulaic. As much as I love the the Sony formula, yeah. It it, it is starting to feel slightly that. But, I mean, I'm glad this game is here. I I, I really like it. The first area, uh, you go to... Well, you had to go to these other... Svartalheim, which is the Dwarven uh, world. And, you know, you're going to do this thing and to rescue this thing. That entire area is basically like your tutorial, more or less. It is... I think a lot of people will see it as no, this is just more of the game, but you're, you're sort of getting things along the way that are tutorial. I'm actually in just this first area. I'm impressed by the scope of the game. It's, it's going to be really, really big. Now big doesn't always mean better. Mm-hmm. I actually think bigger is rarely better in video games, but I knew this game had to be big to do what it needs to do narratively. It's just, will it earn that amount of game in order to fulfill that narrative that we're, we're trying to get to, I, I guess we'll see uh, the reviews are fantastic for it. Uh, 94 on Metacritic mm-hmm. for what that's worth, uh, which is great. I don't think a lot of people expected that area. Really? I think a lot of people expected it like with horizon forbidden West, where the first horizon was like a, well, like a 91, 92, 90, something like that. Forbidden West was mid 80s. Yeah, a
1: lot of sequels are like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whereas this one is scoring higher, slightly, slightly higher, higher than, yeah. than 2018, which scored extremely well. So uh I'm excited. I will say the the one thing other than the menus that bothers me, and this is the thing that I had with 2018s too, is <sighs> this version of Kratos doesn't feel as powerful Mm. now I get why they had to do it in some capacity but like why like I gotta duck and dodge these little characters whereas in past games I would just fucking wreck shop on them I'd rip them apart I'd throw them into a sea of other guys and it's just like it's not a massive deal but it's something that bugs me as a longtime fan mm-hmm. like i they're they're making they're trying to make each encounter more you know special i suppose but in that i feel like like i i'm going after two guys right i i i'm 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 in on them i'm using my moves that that the moveset gives me and let's constantly there's this indicator that you know watch out watch out and i got to dodge and i got mm-hmm. to dodge and i got to dodge and which is part of it I get that but I feel like I'm fucking Kratos like the God of War and the thing is it's not like I can tank these hits if I take these hits I'm gonna die unless I put this on easy which I'm not gonna do (laughs) I'm playing it on normal by the way and I played the last one on hard I might jack it up to hard once we get into it but I will say I feel like the enemies are very aggressive in this sequel and I, I, I seem to be like Like they're getting at me before I can do that level of damage to this this target that I have that I kind of want. Maybe that's something I just need to learn about the game that I need to be able to move along. And because the one thing they're doing is the combat arenas are a little bit more varied. They're not as one plane. You can elevate, you can, you know, explore them. Whereas I'm sort of tending to stay in the area that I, you walk into this area, that's your engagement. And you sort of fight in this this area. Whereas after I kill them, I'm finding they oh, there was this other thing I could have threw at them that was over there. Mm-hmm. Or there was this, this elevated platform that I could have gone to over there if I wanted to do that. So we'll see. Uh, maybe I get the hang of it more and it, this thing doesn't bother me. But I kind of feel Kratos, a little bit of a pussy right now. Yeah, I...
1: I, and, and I think it's a fair criticism. I think um, there were similar criticisms of Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which I really enjoyed, mm. but of like, well, I'm a... I, talked about yeah, that, we, yeah. We, why, is, why are the stormtroopers taking so long to kill? You know, I'm a freaking Jedi. You know? I, I get
0: it. I'm a Padawan. But still. But I'm still fucking <laughs> With a Jedi. lightsaber like, and
1: the Force, yeah. And, right. and this brings us back to Sekiro, uh, which is a game that handles this problem pretty well, I think, in that you can really... Dispatch most enemies quite quickly uh, if you play it the way you're supposed to. Uh, there's obviously sure, a lot of harder guys, be... and, and they can squash you like a bug too. But you can move right. through and feel like a god in in that game as if if you play it well. There, I mean, you you can sure. really if you if you play it the way that from allows you to play it and teaches you to play it, then you are not going to feel like these. Normal bad no, guys. No, you're gonna
0: fucking wreck. Shot. Exactly. You're gonna and
1: you have all. And you're gonna be game. flying through the air and dropping down on people, and it's it, it it gives you that that ability to be essentially a god of war. Um, and I think yeah. that that's that is a mistake in in and it, it it makes the problem with it is is yes, it adds challenge, but what you what we, what would be better is uh is to give players the ability with skill to absolutely just. Destroy enemies and move through that more quickly because it is a little tedious at times. That was one of the things I felt like in God of War twenty eighteen was that while I liked the combat, it felt it felt too slow. Not not the movement necessarily, but getting through each fight felt like started to like feel I'm like a not... chore. Whereas like in older now, games, I'm ripping, was... yeah, I'm just ripping through bad guys. Yeah, you like know? if
0: this was its own, like let's say twenty eighteen was the first time we ever knew this character. Right. I wouldn't have this criticism because I'm like, this is just what it is. But I'm, given, I'm, I'm working with the context of the previous games, right? The, the four that were on main consoles and the two that were on portable hardware, where I just fucked everyone up. Right. Like, I killed gods and massive monsters and spilled their guts everywhere. And, like, random little trash mobs posed no problem to me whatsoever. Right. Like is here. Like if you get surrounded by three drogger, which are just essentially undead zombies, mm-hmm. which should be fodder, they can
1: really put a hurdle. Yeah, especially if, they, if there's one of those witch things flying take... around too, Then you're you know.
0: Well, that was it. Yeah, that was in 2018. you yeah. have to see any of those in 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 this game, but it's like there's these 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 small minions, and I'm just like, they can kill you if you're not on your game. If you're not blocking and parrying and dodging, they will kill you and the and it's not like i can do like a like sekiro where i could just uh, i'm looking my timing mm-hmm. if i time it right i'm going to like just murder murder them no like my attacks only do a certain measured level of damage to that's me. why from software so is the I best developed <laughs> cuz they can do they do that yeah, stuff like,
1: you know they give you the ability i used to. to
0: fight it's funny eric i used to fight against this i really <laughs> did like i didn't because i'm like oh you fucking roll And, you know, it's just great. It's redundant. But I do see... I I don't know if I'd buy into that whole stock. But things like that, the intricacies of game development and the the fantasy that you... Basically, the reward for skill versus still not alienating me at an entry Mm -hmm. level. I can still... If if I fail, I do see where I'm wrong in some capacity. Some of the boss fights are complete bullshit. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Yeah, like... (laughs) Like, if I'm, if I'm good in Dark Souls, if I'm good, I'm going to destroy everything. Mm-hmm. If I'm not good, I'm not. But as, whereas in God of War Ragnarok, even if I'm good, I'm just – I'm not really killing them all that much right. faster. It's a numbers game.
1: You have to yeah. – and you know what? Yes. I felt that way in – I feel that way in tabletop games sometimes too where you have – where you're playing like a game and you're fighting a bad guy that just has like 200 hit points and you just got to wear down the hit points wear down the hit points so i always try to when i'm thinking about game design with with tabletop games is think about how can i create a game where you know like in a real situation if you stab somebody with a sword through their stomach (laughs) they're just dead you know like how do you replicate that feeling of like well it's deadly and lethal and dangerous and fighting is is not tedious it's brutal and fast and in a game like god of war which is an action series, right? You want combat to be fluid fast and, and, and you want to get over, get it over with, without, you know, uh, tedium ever. You don't ever want it to feel tedious. I mean, that's why they put quick time events into those games in the first place was that you got to a point where
0: you just hopped up and you ripped the thing's head off, you know? That's it. And like you earned these quick time events and I guess it bothers some people. I always thought they were great. It's like, okay, I've done what I'm supposed to do. Now I'm going to play out the sequence of death that they've orchestrated for me that makes Kratos feel awesome. You know, ripping a monster's fucking head, like, (laughs) right apart, and, you know, sawing out a guts of a centaur or something like that. Like, that's awesome. awesome. And I... I I just feel like I'm... I'm I'm fighting these small things. And then, yes, I can get to a point where I stun them and then I, I... I will say they did dial uh, one of my complaints of twenty eighteen is there wasn't enough like blood and, and violence. It, it seemed pretty tame and I, I I think they made a conscious not I think, they definitely did, make a conscious effort to eliminate the blood and the violence in that game. Whereas this one, I'm chopping off some fucking heads. Yeah, that's good. and I'm and some like some body like cleaving people and shit. Like that's great. Well they're violent games. And they're supposed I, to be. They're supposed supposed to be be. Kratos is a conduit for violence I mean he was a conduit for revenge he's a conduit for violence and we'll see what he's going to be in this I I like some of the narrative elements that they're they're planting seeds for and I will say like God of War excels in these big like boss moments it always has bosses are very important and that first introductory boss moment is great it's just great
1: yeah i mean you you saw there's a lot yeah there's a lot of uh i mean that is what the like you said earlier that is what the series has always been so good at this epic
0: confrontation Uh it's god of war you're fighting gods of this one is the norse pantheon so who are we there for we're there for thor we're there for odin we're there for heimdall we're there for all these other things that we know of and it's got to deliver on that and so far the introduction really kind of has so i'm excited to see more we'll have more for you in this conversation yeah but we'll have to do it i think this game is We'll have to do a, a post
1: finishing it conversation as well where we can get yeah, into. it maybe
0: the, we'll just do an entire yeah. like spoiler cast yeah, that'd be for, cool. it, for sure
1: will motivate me to, to to get to it also
0: <laughs> so let's uh we're gonna go into our first intermission uh and with our intermissions we're going to have we Eric and I both love music mm-hmm. specifically in the context is game music and we're going to alternate uh recommendations for for this one I'll let you go uh and you can introduce your choice oh, yeah. and then we'll go on a quick break and then we'll be back in a minute
1: um how we how we do, technically how are we doing this are we actually
0: going to pl- well I are you gonna edit like an it I have in? to pee. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit in the, the, the segment, okay. and we'll we'll go have a pee, and then we'll return. Okay, yeah, this, sorry for that. We're,
1: we're, we're behind we're, the we're scenes. Work, that's okay. People right. love behind the scenes. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so we're going to give you a little taste so that you guys can listen to the music while we pee. Yeah,
1: this is um, from the game Amori, which I haven't, I haven't actually... Ah, sorry. Just wanted to make sure I get it right. Um, this is not... This is my son's recommendation, actually, my 12-year-old, who has got, I don't know. He's played some of this game and he's obsessed with the music and it's this song called my time. And I thought it was really interesting and unique. Um, it's a cool, it's a, it's just a, a cool, weird, wacky song. So uh, I don't know, give it a listen and maybe it'll make you want to play the game, which looks, which looks cool. I haven't played it yet, but it, I might, I'm i I'm getting all these recommendations from my kids now because they're more hip to the times than me, you know? So, <laughs> oh so, yeah
0: isn't that the way it's... it goes but I, I listened to it briefly I'm unfamiliar completely I like the quirky nature yeah. of it it's, it's really cool yeah, it's... I hope you guys enjoy it uh, you know listen to that and we will be back in a few sweet
2: your eyes you'll be hissing knees and I want to be I can me, yeah!
0: we're back with game night here hello how was your uh bathroom break how were the are their kids they still alive
1: yeah my son is playing the game the forest with his friends which is like a survival game that he just got. yeah is that good i've never played it he just got it he, he got his his whole little crew they all have pcs so they all try to get like the same game together and play them together That's which awesome. is super awesome i'm like kind of surprised that he and, and well, I'm not surprised he has a gaming PC because he got my old one, but I'm surprised that he has a whole clique, a whole group of friends that all have gaming PCs, you know, that's pretty cool. So, sure. um, so he, you know, that's, he, he's just, he's a, an avid, avid, avid gamer. So he's either, he's usually either on, well, he's on one of the consoles, he's on his PC or he's in the the quest to have a VR headset because he just absolutely loves VR. So. But yeah, um, so he seemed to be having fun when I went in there, um, and my daughter was good. She's just drawing. She, as far her gaming uh, tastes is is pretty, a lot narrower than his. She likes to play Call of Duty with me, <laughs> and mobile
0: games. Is she a good artist?
1: She's a great artist. Um, she's really talented with art painting. She's started to play music lately and sing, and she's so talented. It's crazy. Yeah, That's
0: great. How I used to love to draw when I was, I saw all my old, one thing when I moved here, I've been here about a year and I built this little abode for me in the basement, but allowed me to dig up all these old things that I knew I had. I just, they weren't out in my old home, which wasn't as big. And I have all these old art books. I'm like, man, I used to be a pretty good drawer. It's <laughs> fun. I, yeah. I, I wrote, I wrote to Disney when I was a kid and I got a letter back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was not, good enough by any capacity. It's cool but, though. You know, I I took like advanced illustration techniques and, and and stuff like that. Like I loved art and I loved drawing, but whatever, not enough. Yeah. Wasn't good it's enough. it's
1: a lot of work and it, it some people are so so good. And it's and now there's all this Which now is there's all this like
0: well, you're uh <laughs> you're do that that at art ai yeah, thing that yeah.
1: you're you're all about right oh man now. i've been so obsessed with that that's now,
0: tell me a little bit about that because <laughs> i actually think this is the new frontier and actually it, it 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 involves like if you're a game developer like concept art and 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 character art and things of that nature art they're not cheap mm. they're all expenses right so if you can implement these types of programs to get in and around what you're looking mm-hmm. for i mean this might who knows what it can do oh yeah
1: no it's gonna be huge it's i know a lot of artists are really worried about it and i totally get that i think it could be a great tool for artists uh but just like any other technology it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have some positive and some negative effects it's gonna shake some things up it's gonna disrupt as people like to call it disrupt a lot of things in the industry in various creative industries um for me, it's remarkable to just be able to to tap into my what I'm seeing, what I want to see, what I'm envisioning in my head, and then try to make that come true through keywords and prompts. And and I so what what are you using? Because there's a couple. Yeah, I'm of using Mid Journey. So I actually okay, subscribed to that um this month because I I'd played around with it a little before, and then I was like, you know, I need to try this out again and i just like for the last week if you want to know what i've really been playing it's been journey. if that's my game
0: and i'm impressed like on your twitter feed there has been some stuff on there i'm like wow
1: yeah no it's, it's know, incredible it- what you and and the difference between what i was coming up with a week ago compared to now it's not like everything i do comes out great and a lot of it doesn't but i'm learning more and you do learn some people come up with such extraordinary
0: stuff and Sure. And I, I'm curious, like, so for, for the, at first, how are you describing? Cause, okay, is this, is it runoff Discord?
1: So that's where, yeah, that's where you're going to um, enter all your prompts and get all your images pumped pump back to you. It's it's a little yeah. confusing at first, but once you get the hang of it, it's not so bad. It's also confusing at first. So like, when you first get into MidJourney, you're going to go into a, a server on Discord where like tons of other people are entering their prompts.
0: And they're doing their, they're own, doing their own and it sort of realize these images as on a time. Yeah, they, right? they're generated. So by subscribing, by subscribing, what do you get an advantage? Well, of?
1: so you only have a certain number of images you can do if you don't subscribe. And then if you only do the basic like $8 a month, you get like 200 a month. Okay. And then if you pay like $30 a month, it's unlimited. Um, though you don't have unlimited fast hours. So I usually just generate everything in the slower speed. Cause that's unlimited. Um, and then, then you can also, once you subscribe, you can just work directly in the bot. So you can just d- basically DM the bot, your, your prompts and whatnot. So you're not yeah. like in that feed. So it's useful to be in the feed with other people because you can see the cool stuff people are doing. And like, I'll be in there and I'll put something in and then someone will just copy it and put their own twist on it, regenerate it. And you can, you know, I was in one of them and I started toying around with aspect ratios Cause I didn't realize at first you could do aspect ratios and then I was reading about it and I was like, Oh cool. I can do like, you know, rectangles instead of just squares. I started doing that. And then after, after a little while I started, I just started to see other people doing that. They picked up on what I was doing and started imitating and using aspect ratios. They weren't doing that before. Okay. And so there's this whole community where, which is cool, but lately I've been mostly working just like solo because it's just, it can be so, it can be kind of overwhelming because that it's just, you know, all this shit's being generated and you have to kind of like find where yours is in this feed of all these other people generating imagery. And it's, but it is cool to see. I mean, it's, it's crazy to see what people come up with. And then some of the things that I've come up with, and I know it's just, it's not really like you're making the art, but you are like figuring out how to you're describing generate it. it and you're describing it. And like, there's all these different prompts. Like, you know, you can go in with like, like I've, I did all these um, Lord of the Rings characters in the style of the last unicorn. So I was trying to get a two D. So vintage. tell me how
0: you describe it.
1: Oh instance. gosh, it could be any number of things. Like sometimes it's just really, really minimal. I'll just put in a couple words and see what happens. And sometimes, like, like I did one, and it was like the the king of brambles and thorns of bony branches and something. I just did this like sort of almost like a lyrical poet poetic line, and I came mm-hmm. up with these crazy faces with like you know, like leaves coming out of their faces and and it was really cool. And then then other times, you know, some of my favorite ones that I've – and then there's all these different versions of the software. So if you're working in like version three, you're going to come up with much less like realistic faces and realistic imagery and like less high definition. But you might come up with more abstract stuff that is cool in its own way. So there's just a lot of different ways to tinker around. There's several different versions that you can tinker around with. They all have their different parameters that that you know, different aspect ratios might not work in different versions. And you'll mm-hmm. you'll come up with something and it'll be uh you like in the in version four, which is the newest and best, I guess you could say, like sometimes it's really hard to come up with the stuff that I could come up with in an earlier version and uh because it's too it's like too realistic, and I don't want it to be that realistic. You know, I want I want something okay. to be a little but more it, abstract. Or can't
0: you choose like what kind of art style you want it to interpret yeah, things? Yeah, in? but
1: different versions will cut will will interpret it differently. Also, so okay, um, so that's where it like becomes, there's so
0: much to it. I I kind of messed around with it one time because I like I I'm working on my own thing, and I was trying to interpret these character designs that I know I like. I see them, and I'm trying to describe it to the thing, and. It never quite worked, uh, but again, like I wasn't—I was using the free version, mm-hmm. and maybe that was just part might have been of it. an older version I, too. I got to read more about it, but yeah, like I'm just—I want to work out this these character concept arts and these, you know, locale concept arts. And I, I saw some of the stuff you were doing. I'm like, all right, I got to pick Eric's <laughs> brain about this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see your your progression on it, and I was like, it was good. Then it got better. <laughs> Then it got better. Some of them are so crazy. I think that's what everyone goes.
1: Like, like I've. This is. I don't know if I can even. I don't know if this will show up.
0: No, I see it. It it looks like the Green Knight.
1: This was the King of Brambles and Thorns. This is one of the versions that came out of that one that I was talking about earlier. Looks awesome. And then, like, like my insta, my Instagram has just become this. Like all these images that I have generated. Like this is like a. An old man by the sea. Fall this you. was like an
0: old man filled with sorrow sea, and
1: regret, like standing on by the sea or something, like sour with regret.
0: That's like some, like on an, an Inception, an old man yeah, <laughs> yeah, with
1: and, and like you know, like you can come up with these beautiful women and um, oh, wow. or like my daughter came up with this one. I can't remember what she put in, but it's so cool, you know. Yeah. So there's all kinds of stuff, and it's. Oh, I tried to do the Black Little Mermaid, controversial subject, but I like how it turned out. Nothing wrong with her. And yeah,
0: are you uh, are you Fun Times in Babylon? Cyberpunk.
1: Oh, am I? Yeah, I think so. Yep, that would be okay. me.
0: I just followed. You. Sweet, anyway. Yeah,
1: like this. Well, Look enough about.
0: We'll get into our mid journey yeah. journey. We. That's i sick, mean man. so
1: yeah I've, I've I have thought about like well, I could use this to make art for like a if I wanted to like publish a a uh you know an indie tabletop game or something i could I could generate like or, find out you know or a short or short story, yeah am thinking about doing yeah. some uh, on one of my sub stacks starting to do some short stories and just using some illustrations like this just to kind of set the mood, and
0: I don't know it's pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful tool. Like, there's a lot of people out there. Like, I'm not trying to discredit artists, and I I understand their gripe. But technology is what it is, and mm-hmm. middlemen have been getting cut out ad nauseum forever over things. And listen, like, if I'm trying to realize my thoughts as a creator, and I'm not an artist, in previous times I'd have to pay. Oh one. yeah, and they deserve to get paid. But if I can cut some shorts here. I'm going to do it. And this, this thing is, is, is very impressive. I, this, this sweet, you just got to know and have the patience to be able to, to implement uh, what it's, what it's capable of. Yeah. So. Well, and I think you I, can use it. It's in, cool to see You can
1: use it in tandem with artists. You know, you could come up with some concept stuff this way and then hire artists to build off of that. And then, you know, sure. and um, because it's not, you know, there are things it can't do still. Like, good luck, like like people holding a gun or something. It looks like shit. Yeah. Or kissing or like... Yeah,
0: or like an intricate scene with the character that you're... This could give you building Mm -hmm. blocks to it or like an abstract scene like you showed with that ring. Mm -hmm. That could be something. It's a nebulous image that may be loosely describing something you're going for. But in terms of implementing exactly what you want into something in an artistic mm-hmm. way you're going to need an artist for yeah. that
1: and you might you might need them in a different capacity you might it's it's it opens a lot of doors but it certainly doesn't close close all of the ones that are available to artists and i think that a lot of savvy artists are going to find it to be very useful in a lot of ways
0: sure you know? I, I mean it might eliminate some of the idea process for mm-hmm. them you know okay we'll do this collaborative thing with mid journey or whatever, but here's what I have planned based on mm-hmm. that after the fact, like you, you know, it, it, it could sort of streamline time, but anyway, yeah. we're, we're, going up, <laughs> we're, we're fixing problems that aren't right, ours. Right. They're right? not ours. So,
1: they're certainly not <laughs>
0: uh, conversational conversational. We got
1: 99 problems anyway, and journey next- ain't one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got another segment here, which we're going to introduce, uh, yeah. 're not gonna we're not gonna introduce all these new segments with every episode we are but since this is the first time we're doing it we might as well give it a little setup mm-hmm. right and tell them what it is but this one is to be called like really like really, really games industry <laughs> really are we doing this and it's just gonna be for these random thoughts that have been going on and and permeating it doesn't even have to actually be the games industry sure. but whatever I, I it could be Because there's so much stuff yeah like it could be people and 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 things we want to riff off of uh but there there's always something (laughs) in this wonderful world we have and of of video games and and games media and how they interpret it uh i i mean i'll go first like really is final fantasy 16 recently had a uh uh uh, their they've become very savvy with how they release their their media uh, for their new big tentpole games and how they engage with outlets but ign released a, an interview with naoki Yoshida and uh about final fantasy 16 and the progress on it and of course they interject some of their own stuff about the diversity of the population within valestia and uh how there's no there's none of the blacks and the browns and the reds and the yeah. yellows and this is supposedly something that people were talking about who these people are we don't know we never know but they're just this nebulous thing it's that we said era always asking me these- yeah they're, <laughs> they're 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 asking these questions that need to be answered right
1: to a japanese game developer prepared, by the way
0: yeah like uh, yes a japanese not game a white but no, person right. <laughs> and, but, but yoshida yoshida came with the shit though yeah he had that prepared statement that was equipped, mature, thoughtful, explanatory, enunciated, mm-hmm. and people still had a problem with it. I can't believe we we're really doing this, because if we really looked at this, there's no problem. And he's problem, he even touched on, like, Final Fantasy is a diver- diverse franchise. Very. They touch on everything. We play as rabbits, we play as black people, we play as dwarves. we play as all these things. It just so happens in the Final Fantasy 16 they're going for a more eurocentric game of thrones dare i inspired world yeah and like an isolated kingdom more, too
1: like specifically an isolated
0: that's it an isolated kingdom. aspect mm-hmm. of this world that we may explore later that may have more in store for us but instead we're judging it on a totality thing so really is this is <laughs> really what we're doing it's not surprising it's, not, it's no it's, it's not, not surprising yeah. how, it isn't surprising because all, i right. made a video
1: about this and and i um I can't even remember who I, who I was it was the Kotaku or Polygon or one of the usual suspects um maybe maybe the Polygon. gamer they're the worst um the gamer man they're, they're, but uh yeah just the 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 juvenile flippant dismissal of his of his very thoughtful response it's like if you're going to disagree with this and you you should sit down and take it seriously first of all and then, and then offer up a serious critique of what he's saying. If you did that, yeah. I might take you seriously. But instead, it's just this vapid, uh, childish, Racist. petulant, uh, and, and frankly, dishonest, because they cut out a lot of what was actually said.
0: Yes, a lot of what he said in these, mm-hmm. you know, the headline is clickbait or whatever, yeah. but... I mean, that's to, it's be, to expected. be expected. I I don't expect anything nope. less. And at the same time, these are Japanese people, right. not white people. <laughs> it's like Yeah, but the, it wouldn't matter. It, uh, honestly, I, I I would defend them with the same prepared statement if it was white developers with sure. a white ethnosexual. or. And care. see, and I fact that yeah, are- yeah, I believe that like if
1: they had made a game with a kingdom that was very diverse and people were like, oh, they're just shoehorning in racial diversity, I would support them then too. I would say, no, that's their creative vision. Their creative vision is their creative fucking vision. And like when when we obsess over diversity, whether it's because we're saying it's shoehorned in or whether we're saying because it's not enough boxes are being checked, like we're missing the point of like world building and, and, and and what the creative vision of these storytellers is, you know? Uh, and and you know, like obviously, I think it's it's best and better in general when these stories have some sort of coherency around it, like like he's right to say that because this kingdom is isolated, and you know, in a time when there wasn't globalization or travel around the world, that it wouldn't be very diverse, and that that helps build realism into. The, the the
0: story uh and it would it would be the same thing as his explanation was awesome yeah. but it just sucks that he even had to yeah, well it's gonna have to be over know, and like,
1: over again and over and over again and over and, and, and it, over
0: again. I don't know man like but whatever <laughs> I I'm glad he more or less he was like I could just see that interview happening and they you know whoever it was Cat Bailey I think that that was the interviewee or interviewer yeah. and I bet she's like all right Got your fucking statement right here. There it is. We're we're dealing with
1: American uh, games media, so we know what we're going to be (laughs) asked.
0: Yeah, exactly. American (laughs) games media who are just fucking babies. So here it is. And it's it's articulate well, Mm -hmm. but you don't want it. So really? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, Well, I just uh, – so
1: back to Overwatch. um, There was a piece in Kotaku that uh was about this new constable tracer skin there's this oh the cop, it's a cop skin it's another cop skin the last time we the last time we saw one in overwatch was i think uh diva it was diva and uh bridget bridget, bridget. yeah bridget
0: yeah bridget
1: bridget i never can say her name right and i then i then i remember and then i fuck it up the next time so uh constable yeah. tracer is like you know like a old british constable like jolly good governor and She's got a little mustache. Because she's a bitch. It's they're all. I mean, this game is about cops, really. It's about sure. it's about futuristic. They're futuristic cops. cops. It's a cop game. Um, but you know, this whole piece is just like what's interesting about the whole article is like the assumption that having cops in video games is uniquely and fundamentally bad, but that is never really explained yeah. or explored. It's just. The assumption is it's uniquely bad. There's even a point in this article where they where they talk about how a, the new character coming to the game, uh, Ramatra or whatever, is like the leader.
0: He's an omnic. An omnic is a. Robot. And he's the
1: leader of this like terrorist organization. They even describe it like that in the article. And, and an old foe of Tracer. And they say, how do you think Ramatra would feel about seeing Tracer in a cop in a police uniform? And I'm like, terror. How cares? is it that it's okay to have terrorists? And, like, any number of other things, but having a cop, oh, a skin, just... a cop skin, and they're like, oh, they, they could have yeah. kept the cop stuff quiet. It's like, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> shut that's... the fuck but up. But, Eric, don't we, don't we have to
0: defund the yeah, police? Yeah, I guess so,
1: even in video games. I just think it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, I play, like, I just played Call of Duty, and, like, you, you go into, like, Mexico illegally, and there's, like, all this, you know, there's all this shit, like, your, these special ops guys, they, they're okay, but like a police skin in Overwatch isn't like I think it's all okay personally, but it's just funny. Like I, I think I said something like the when I was writing about it, like the the totem pole of of like outrage, like where these things fall. Like how is it that it's just so trendy that cops are that that cops are bad now, right? Like I'm not like like advocating for like worshipping the police. Police no. have all kinds of problems. Like fundamentally, sure. like the profession of policing is. One I wish we didn't have to have, right? I wish we didn't need it, but we do. It's a necessary. Yeah, and, uh and the whole concept, like just this idea, like, I, you know, they took all the cop cars out of Fortnite. And it's like,
0: you, you can still have, Come on, you can still have, like, you know, like what? tanks and all this other stuff. These people that live in this world, like, oh, the cop cars trigger me. No one feels like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. you, you small – little sect of people it's, that live in this bubble that needs to be protected the average person is like oh yeah you know what i want to you know whatever. i don't want to pull over my day <laughs> but well it's like you know a lot of these but you don't have like in the real life but eric you don't have the experience of a person of color a lived ex- person of color experience. i've been arrested meanwhile like <laughs> so <laughs> i've been arrested too. I mean, i've got fucking i mean but i just i grew up Again, like I'd probably get crucified for this, but all my friends were black, yellow, brown. They all were, and they all feel the same as me. Yeah, I mean, not exactly the same, but in terms of this, like these conversations we have, they go something like mm-hmm. this. They really do. Like they're all on this vibe. So please, I am not on an island with this. So you know,
1: I'll listen to to you know, uh, easy e singing fuck the police and i think that's fine because we live in a country where there's free speech and we should be allowed to say fuck the police but also
0: and and he lived in fucking
1: compton you should probably you probably do want to say fuck the police when when you're a black man in compton in the 80s uh and 90s and 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 you know but a lot of black communities want more police because they want their communities to be safer and absolutely you know they want better police and obviously there's great strides that have been made like body cams and like you know i i used to write about the war on drugs and i used to write about police um violence and stuff like a decade ago before it was trendy and there's terrible things that happen and it's sure. really good to have accountability like in government in general of course or in any kind of organization and so you know i think and if people haven't heard of him but radley balko is a great write a journalist who did a lot of great work on police um he's a libertarian writer who who did a bunch of stuff on on you know um The justice system and injustices within it and he really you know i reading him like opened my eyes to a lot of really terrible injustices and i think those are important but there's also just a lot of cops who are just normal people doing their job trying to do it well nice you know i've met some of them and and they you know i just they're not a fundamentally or uniquely bad segment of the population uh We want police reform to help good cops do their jobs better because bad cops ruin everything for the good cops, just like in any other group. So this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. I just – I don't take it personally because I'm not a cop. But I do do find it really annoying because like as someone who does care about police reform and these issues in a serious way, when people make a big old deal about Constable Tracer, it seems so fucking – yeah, it's it's trivial it's trivializing it, and it's it's infantile, and it's and it just drives me crazy.
0: It's these it's just a, these the game. The, it's a non-topic. Yeah. It, it, it's a non-topic. Yeah. It, it, it's a cop skin. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like I like the diva cop skin. I don't need to learn about the intricacies of why Overwatch characters fictitiously would <laughs> think about a cop skin existing right. within this universe. With their and the truth is, <laughs> no one in no one that plays this game gives a flying fuck. Yeah, they just get it.
1: To be fair, the Constable Tracer skin isn't a very good skin. It's kind of lame, honestly, but
0: most Tracer skins actually suck That's yeah, weird,
1: right? I love D.Va though. D.Va problem. has the skins.
0: Her, it, her and Zarya mm-hmm. have historically the worst skins in Overwatch. None of them are ever good.
1: So hop on Mid Journey and you can make your own.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a design problem. So, really? Really leave, really? leave the whole thing along. And I guess, I mean, that could just go on the whole like Elon owning Twitter thing. Oh, like, yeah. Really? Is this what we're doing? Because this, <sighs> this involves everybody. Yeah. That could also involve like, like games media. Like, really? If you want to fucking leave, then just leave. No one cares. Right. Well, and also, no one gives
1: a- like, if it's just the cult of personality thing, like, I, I find that the Elon detractors and the Elon, Elon stands both equally annoying because it's like, dude's just a guy. Like he's just a sure. guy. Like, he's just one man. Like there's a lot of CEOs out there. There's a lot of billionaires that that make these big choices that affect the world. He's just a, he's just a troll, also, and he likes to go and, and snark on Twitter. And so everyone's so wrapped up in in him. In it's not healthy to have this kind of obsession with Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> like, no, it's not, mostly I mean, the same. <laughs> but of course it is, and, and and the thing is, it's like. I, I tend to skew on more of the fan side of it only because I'm a contrarian by nature. And it's Not for the sake of being. Yeah, not for the sake of being contrarian, but sometimes I see these, I see this such outlandish Mm -hmm. reaction. And I'm like, are we fucking seriously doing this right now? Like, are we pretending (laughs) that Twitter was some fucking bastion of awesomeness that the people (laughs) being banned and weren't? Weren't it, it definitely skewed one way.
1: Oh yeah, like more and more
0: fucking terrorist orga- organizations on Twitter. But you know, random people can't be on it that say these things that I suppose offend some people. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we're doing, really. Yeah, like it's crazy. Well, like and people are quitting. So fucking quit. <laughs> and he just fired like Elon fired whatever seventy percent. And yeah, there's a bit of a mix-up. But this 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 doomsday knocking twitter's good if it goes down we're gonna do this yeah. we're gonna, it's not going anywhere twitter runs fine yeah. it always was going well to. And,
1: and he he's gonna definitely have to probably hire back not hire back but hire people to fill some of those spots again but clearly like if it still can run with that much of a workforce cut that there was problems yeah. <laughs> going on in that company I, I there was this tweet by Alyssa milano today where she said i gave back my yes, tesla I bought the VW EV, and
0: <laughs> because it's a more pure. But think. I'm just who who created who created Volkswagen? Uh, I think it was Hitler.
1: Pretty sure it was yeah. uh, Hitler. Yep. Uh, but decent guy. But also, yeah, just such a such a stand up individual. Tw- Twitter loves him. Uh, no, but then also like in 2015 there was the emissions scandal where where Volkswagen yeah. was was hiding all this data about, about how much emissions they are putting out. And they, they got in a huge, is that not more scandalous than the guy who, who the CEO of Tesla? I mean, like, I, I'm still just not sure what, I mean, Elon is a dick sometimes, no doubt about it.
0: He's yeah, totally a dick sometimes. He's, not, he's far from perfect. He's done some totally. dumb shit. The, the the mind disaster with the subs. Yeah, so and, stupid. You know, there's some questions about how he got his wealth. I get mm-hmm. that. But you know what? Like, I think the guy ultimately is a rank good for the most part as far as billionaire I mean, go. Billionaires in general and, are,
1: are, are like are, – they're mostly kind of terrible fucking people. So I mean as far as billionaires go, he's not the worst and he's definitely more yeah. entertaining than most of them. So –
0: but I, I like what he's done. Yeah. Twitter. I actually well, think Twitter was in. Was, I, I, to me, I really think Twitter was in sinister hands. I think there was bad people doing pretty shady shit with un with power unrequited that was unanswerable to a lot of people, and they just did whatever the fuck they yeah. wanted. And that's been proven. I mean, there's been a lot of things out there, but I don't want to get into the intricacies of it because I don't really give a fuck. Right, it's Twitter. But bottom line. is <laughs> Yeah, it's, twitter. Like, it's better, man. but i'm like really because jordan peterson came back twitter is causing irreparable like immeasurable harm are we really is this really <laughs> what we're doing it's it's that people are literally dying because jordan peterson came back
1: they've been triggered so hard uh <laughs> literally i think that i think oh my, my biggest God. problem with jordan peterson is i find him kind of dull uh which it's it's very triggering but um i i i i know it's I I do think that the verification stuff needs to get figured out because it's so silly now.
0: It is, and and it's trial and error. But I mean, mean, the guy just took over. He's like, all right, I did this thing. Yeah, it probably wasn't funny, but I'll make a joke about the $8 thing, which is kind of really funny. And they've already like kind of about faced it and changed it. So be it. It's really like, I mean, who cares? Again, who cares? I don't exactly, yes. but these people, it, it's because it's not one of their people. Yeah. And it has to be this big ordeal. Oprah Winfrey, or not Oprah, Whoopi Goldberry left. Oh, no. Oh, you are right.
1: Yes. We're so worried about her. Uh, these people, huh, huh. the
0: truth is, Eric, these people aren't going no, anywhere. Oh, no. It's too They're addictive. They're not
1: going anywhere. They, they, Twitter's not going they, anywhere. No. It's, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's all a big brew hot. You know, it's all just a big, like, sh- like everyone's just sh- showing off. With their sure. like pounding their kind of what it is and right, and showing off to their people, you know, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know, like y'all sort of look like
0: assholes to me. <laughs> they always, the thing is, they, <laughs> they always had. I just these people. Anyway, I really, think we should blame GamerGate series.
1: on Elon Musk taking over yeah. Twitter. Frankly,
0: I saw. <laughs> I, I, thought, I forgot to. I forgot to archive it. There was something I saw blaming GamerGate recently that I I completely forgot. To save, but it was hilarious because everything's gamer. Well, I
1: think that actually Elon Musk was created in a eight chan test tube during GamerGate. He was grown from a petri dish, and so that's how he came to be, along with Donald Trump. And
0: (laughs) all right,
1: are we moving on to our 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 State of the Union?
0: We're gonna do our final our final segment, which is our topic of the show, which is going to be the State of the Union, my friend. And the state of the union is going to be something we'll do every year, which will be this. Well, I mean, what state are all the, the major video game console manufacturers in at this moment in time, we're not going to do the PC thing. We're going to stick to Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony. And Wait, what
1: about, um, Atari? Hmm? The other, the big four. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <The> big four. <laughs> I know. Or my turbo graphics mini. Oh thing, yeah. I'll I've got one back. of those. Um, it's awesome yeah that's it's so cool. i remember that from back I in the think day that's the best i'd have all like to just not deviate the conversation but of all the mini consoles the turbo 16 mini might be the best mm. i'll have to go back and like Because not only again. does it have the turbo graphics games but it had this the the turbo duo mm. games of course they're only in Jap, J- japanese that's but Still, that's fun it's still like a great array of yeah. games right
1: i still remember that console coming out and being pretty like whoa that's pretty amazing i loved it, it was i didn't such own a, it but like, i had a friend culture thing. yeah
0: i had a friend who did yeah. yeah and it was great all right so state of the union but so yeah we got nintendo let's do let's start with in, microsoft. microsoft
1: okay microsoft
0: microsoft and i'm gonna this feeds on a conversation we started uh last episode but i will let you lead the charge and i will follow suit with mjolnir here <laughs> um oh okay microsoft Microsoft.
1: Has done a lot right, but it's more... Okay, so I think, like, at the beginning of the Xbox One era, they did a lot wrong, and then they've really, over the years, tried to right that ship and get the Xbox into a place that's a lot better, and they I think they have. An Xbox Game Pass is a great service, and there's a lot going for Xbox in terms of accessibility with all that. With, with, um, with the, uh, the financing program for, for purchasing it. But what Microsoft has failed to do is provide compelling exclusive content for some time now. Um, Halo being the shining example of, of like the big game that everybody wanted that was delayed for a really long time and then released in a totally unfinished state. And they've bought all these studios, including Bethesda, and have nothing to show for it except for a couple smaller games which you know there's there's some good ones out there that have come out but they're unmemorable and they're nothing that that's making waves so xbox is in a good position i think the hardware is solid i think having the x the series x and the series s that's a solid move um series s being you know much cheaper easier access point um i think that we were talking about streaming earlier and how that wasn't working out for like Sony so well or stadia, but Xbox cloud gaming works really well. And the, the great thing about the game pass is you can, you can choose to stream or you can download the game. So that's a, that's a nice touch, but yeah, we're, we're still waiting for any sort of like Sony level contenders in the exclusives department.
0: Yeah. Xbox is more to me in the, the still, the holding pattern, but it's like, how long can we allow them to be in this holding pattern with before we really crucify them? Like, like we said before, at least I said it before. I, they've, they've got this needless rope, to me, like in terms of a game software, because I, I, they've earned it with their infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Like Xbox has always had the best infrastructure. And dare I say, maybe the best hardware in terms of an implementation standpoint, not the most powerful, but that's not always the most important mm-hmm. thing. It's just like, how does this, th- this stuff all work together to make this cohesive unit along with their systems? Like from the 360 on, they've really kind of nailed it. Although the Xbox One was a, a blip yeah. under Don Mack. It, it improved which, vastly
1: over time, but yes.
0: And of course it yeah. did. It, yes, and, it and, did. Yeah, and but stuff that, that getting... like just
1: works is like Xbox Game Chat. That's a great. That's great software. Like when we play, sure. we play crossplay, and I made sure that like, like with with the kids and when we're when we're in a team, everybody's on PC or Xbox on Call of Duty. None, nobody plays PlayStation, and everybody's on no. Xbox Game Chat rather than in the, the in-game chat because it works better. And so that. That ability for PC and Xbox to exist in the same ecosystem for multiplayer yeah. games—if you're playing multiplayer games—if this is what you're doing, it's just especially with crossplay, it's just there's there's no comparing it. Sony just doesn't like, have. They're that. doing
0: they're doing everything right except the yeah. Games. Where's
1: Fable, huh?
0: And it's like, <laughs> and it's like okay, but that's kind of like the thing we're doing, right? right? And like, they
1: bought—they're trying to buy Activision, but why haven't they? Built their own exclusive military shooter why didn't they just do that like they could have just put you That's know the thing
0: like i i have a hard time as as someone who's been in this for a long time like you i i have a hard time giving them the respect because yes playstation has bought studios game oh, yeah. okay, we'll get to that. bunch of them but generally they have some sort of long-term working relationship mm-hmm. with them or they bought them in their infancy and then cultivated them to become this thing that they eventually became and known right. for. Whereas <clears throat> Xbox is buying these known quantities and just saying, well, you know what? We tried to do this ourselves and we fucked it all mm-hmm. up. So, you know what? We'll just go out and buy the best as we see it and they can make it and we'll eventually get there. Well, they've bought them. And we still haven't we gotten haven't seen know. <laughs> any of it. And now it's like, okay, the big tent pole is gonna be Starfield. I'll be honest, I look at Starfield and we both our referendum on this early mm-hmm. take is like I just it's gonna be like another Fallout 4 where I'm just I think it's gonna be a little dated. It looks like Cyberpunk. <laughs> I think it's gonna be impressive. I think it's gonna be impressive in terms of like the the search and it'll certainly sell a lot, sure. but that's not what I care about. I'm not I'm not making money because they sell Starfield. I'm talking about the quality of the game in comparison to what is else is out mm-hmm. there. And I'm just like, I look at this game, it doesn't look like it's doing anything super impressive. It kind of looks like current day No Man's Sky mm-hmm. in That's eight in, billion planets to explore. Oh, who gives a shit? Yeah, in <laughs> Bethesda's like art with a narrative. And I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to be Excited for this, but I'm like, they're just with these studios that they have. They need to be doing more. And I know, Games Pass is this thing, but I think Games Pass has a ceiling.
1: Mm-hmm. And well, and it needs more and, and Games exclusive content. Service
0: that no one, Games Pass is a service that no one else can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, they just can't in terms of what they do. They can like PlayStation is delivering something similar. Not similar, their own version mm-hmm. of it, I should say. But day and date exclusives is something that only Microsoft right. can do, and only they would be dumb and savvy enough yeah. to do it. I should say and it's both. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, totally. And that's what made it work, and it is a fantastic deal, it really is. But I'm, I, I struggle to think how much legs. I'm not struggle. I know. This can't be the thing that gives you the legs long term. Mm-hmm. This was a, a short term gap, and that gap is running at a steam quick. Yeah.
1: Oh no, totally. Yeah, I, and and that could change, but it, they really do need to get some really major
0: hits. Like, do we agree that Games Pass is should be the best complementary service? Yeah. It cannot be the service. Right. It has to be the complementary.
1: Well, they still need to have compelling exclusives, and uh, I think that they've really just—I don't know why it's—I t- mean, they have some, sure. Like Forza Horizon is a great series, but it's a racing, you know, open-world racing series, and that's it's a racing. game. that's going to appeal to you know a, a, a large portion of, of gamers, but still only only a portion. Um, where where is you know? Honestly, and going even beyond, you know, like obviously, you know, it's not Microsoft's fault about um, about Bethesda's troubles, <laughs> you know, but that they're relying on purchasing Bethesda to to help with this problem they have, and it's just, I mean, it's I, if I was a, a Bethesda shareholder, or you know, I'd, I'd be like, where exactly is the next? Uh, Elder Scrolls, guys. Like, why is it taking so long to come up with this stuff? What yeah. can you okay, this is a little off topic. Can you imagine being 2K, a, a shareholder in 2K and take two? And like, where is Grand Theft Auto 6? Why are they taking so yeah. long to make these games? And that's the same problem that 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 Xbox has, which is just like, where is where is your where are your big hits? Like Halo is the only game your that, that has come out yeah. in in such a long time. And it was a, a largely a disappointment and where, you know, where it's been years. I mean, I guess there was, um, Gears of War four, five, Gears of War five, but that was still a few mm-hmm. years ago. Um, yes. there's, you know, there's been this promise of, of fable. There's been a promise. There's been all these cancellations and it's just like, yeah, it's a problem. Meanwhile, we've got Sony, I guess we can move, move to Sony, uh, let's go let's before we let's finish for sony
0: let's okay. go to okay, nintendo, nintendo for the middle well
1: nintendo is an interesting case because i don't really like the nintendo switch that much
0: <laughs> well we'll agree i used that. To like it I, I i don't need to we don't need to be super expounding on the nintendo switch i you go ahead and then i'll i'll, I'll give you my thoughts well, i think that the,
1: the nintendo has started off strong in the nintendo switch era but i i feel like this year has been kind of a I don't know. Maybe I just missed it. What's what have they
0: really done? Well, there's a broken Pokemon okay, broken game. Pokemon game. Like Yep. Runs like absolute assholes that sold 10 million copies. Which this and this is my problem. Like, not problem. You buy whatever the fuck you want. I really don't give a shit. But you're not teaching Nintendo the lessons <laughs> that it needs to teach. And the truth is, I am so disassociated. From the, the Nintendo Gamer <laughs> fan And it's funny like I've been doing this forever Okay I was a Nintendo Guy I was a Sega guy I was a Nintendo guy and then I've I've moved on but in terms Of me like I've just Completely evolved Out of their franchises To me don't get me wrong I still See the charm in the Mario Karts I know they're fantastic games I respect what they do but they're Not for me anymore and i just these people that are so entrenched in this nintendo ecosystem i can't believe the retention rate that they have with their franchises like i i don't get the pokemon thing yeah, i really never don't. Pokemon guy. I don't i don't i i mean i actively dislike pokemon <laughs> but i understand i don't need to like it to to for it to be a thing but the fact that this fucking game comes out and it is garbage like it runs like literal garbage it it's it's dog shit in every capacity of how it runs, and people are just like ah fuck it. Here's my money. Mm-hmm. Like that's what are you doing? Yeah. Like, are you that entrenched in a in an ecosystem? Because I I feel like if you're like a Nintendo only owner, are you're not experienced video games? You're not experiencing yeah. the video game greater video game. Well, more. even like
1: ports because and stuff to the Nintendo Switch are just. They're not great overall.
0: They're not. They're they're slim to none. Mm-hmm. They're late, and when they do come, they're lesser versions. Right. They're, they're graphically so lesser. It's hard to read. Yeah, It's you're experiencing a, a a version of video game generation that is so like cut off from the greater video game experience that is out there, from PC to Xbox to PlayStation. Never mind the the exclusives that come with each, which I still, even if we're talking about a pure exclusive, I can't believe like you would want to go an entire generation without experiencing like PlayStation exclusives, which tend to be tent poles, And yeah. all uh, you had to do was go up and down the Metacritic scores and game award across, not just the game awards. I'm talking about dice awards and all these things like PlayStation games are all around there and you're just cutting off that entirely. Yeah. Or, you know, PC games, like you're just cutting off that entirely to play Mario. Yeah. I mean, I I, see it for like
1: the only, the only, uh, well, okay. Small younger kids. I can understand um, because it's a lot of kid friendly stuff. And you know uh, if you don't, if you're a young family, you might not be able to purchase a lot of gaming stuff. So maybe you get the, the the switch for your kid i get that um but yeah like i'm you know i get i just think that the gimmicky hardware stuff isn't isn't you know i'm fine with like okay they're gonna release some gimmicky hardware to go with the console but when the console itself is so underpowered that's a real problem for me like like the uh the wii the wii u sorry the wii u was gimmicky it had some great games on it but it was so held back by its design and by its lack of horsepower. And then they came out with the Switch, which I thought was a good idea. I wrote about something doing something like that before they ever did, because it is a good idea to combine your mo- your your handheld and your 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 home console departments into one ecosystem. But uh, but it's just such it's just such shoddy hardware, really. The Joy-Con drift is awful and and, and they just can't run shit. Like, I, I remember trying to play Fortnite on there, and it ran way worse than on my phone. And it's just like, well, that's, that's not good. Like, it's jittery. It's 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 just, you know, even like Breath of the Wild, which I thought was a great game, ran badly on the Switch. Like, it didn't run mm-hmm. that well. And it's like, you guys, you know, I understand you're trying to do something different, and they should be different. than they should distinguish themselves from Xbox and Sony. But I still
0: think they could. Well, sure, they can't just be one of the same. I get it, but like, what they gave up to make this console be what it is, and it's not about at the onset. Okay, I get you had to do what you had to do at the onset, but the fact that they haven't iterated on it to give people that find this important, this performance aspect important, which it is important. I I don't like if we don't this is still technology i don't need the most cutting-edge visuals okay to enjoy videos it's funny like people use this but if i play games on a modern console they have to live up to some sort of standard it's not like you know i can still enjoy castlevania symphony of the night without in the modern context but i i understand where it came mm-hmm. from you know like just because you a game coming out in 2022 is held to a different standard than the old game is, is held to like, I just, their games are held back by the hardware they're beholden to. And they are not serving their audience by giving people that find this important, an option to buy in. Right. I truly like, if they would have given, given me a more powerful hardware, I would have bought a switch pro. Yeah. I would have. And and, and and the fact that they are just shirking this responsibility and actively hurting their games. They really are. Right.
1: I agree. I and they make some great games, which so it's kind of it's kind of sad because, you know, I would like to see uh the performance match the quality of the games and it's and and, and here we have a system um that's now been around for a few years and will probably be around for a few more. You know, I mean When did the switch uh, come out? Was it 2017? Around then, yeah. Let me look it up. Um, but yeah. you know, I mean, how long was the Wii around before it was replaced? Um, Wii was around a long and, time, and it was like,
0: and it was so yeah. Last 2017
1: um, for the for the yeah. switch.
0: Oh, I guess right. So it's five
1: right. years now.
0: Um, Out on the back, like Barry Harwood, and I can't I can't
1: imagine there's it's going we're gonna see a new Nintendo console anytime soon because it's selling it's mm-hmm. sold really really well uh it's it's yeah, and it's and it does amazing in japan i mean there's just no comparison in japan it's nobody even comes close to nintendo in japan it's crazy
0: <laughs> other than if you're in a console space sure other than that it's just mobile, yeah, mobile right yeah, so, yeah
1: um like even sony you know it just does thing. not even come close it's crazy uh, but Such I, I love, I mean, I've loved Nintendo my whole life. They've got a lot of great games and, and series and I've, you know, it was the first console I ever had was a Nintendo and, uh, I haven't owned all of them, but I've owned a lot of the, the Nintendo consoles. I was even a big, I, you know, I liked the Wii U. I thought it did. I thought it had some cool stuff.
0: I know. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're one of the love
1: Wii U defenders. It had some cool games and it, and it did some neat things, but, it definitely did. but it was it not, it, it was not supported well by Nintendo and it was not, you know, it was. It was like a half good idea and a half bad idea. <laughs> and the switch is, an, is definitely an improvement in some ways, but in other ways it, it you know, like, I'm, mean, I'm more frustrated by it. Like the Joy-Con drift has been in a constant frustration. To, the
0: hardware sucks. Yeah, I
1: just, I, the hardware just sucks, And and so that's a problem. Um, and I just don't think we're going to see anything really change from them in a while. You know, they, they did have like a great release schedule for a while. And now it's just been like almost nothing of significance i guess we're getting a new zelda yeah. at some point but it's like new zelda okay.
0: what's what that whisper what is it called
1: uh oh the new zelda
0: what's the, yeah
1: oh it's the breath of the wild sequel i can't remember what it's called
0: yes yeah no um, i know it's it, it's tear no tears of the kingdom yeah, something, something. Like yeah tears of the kingdom yeah. And I'm sure
1: it'll be good, but I'm exactly. sure it'll be held back by the by the console, and that's too bad. Yeah, And one. I don't want to play it hand, in handheld, you know? I would totally buy a Switch that was just a dedicated console that was just, like, twice as powerful and actually could play games.
0: Yeah, like, what's your... I know a lot of people seem to, oh, it's... They act like, you know, gaming on the go and handheld is some big plus. And don't get me wrong, options are good. But to me if I always have the option about the way way I'm playing, am I not just putting it on the biggest screen possible, sitting in the most comfortable position possible with the controller in my hand? Yeah, I mean, it's not that the best played. I get it.
1: Like for some people, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. It doesn't. And, and I mean, I think maybe if the, the system itself ran better and the controllers fit better and they perform better, maybe I would like the handheld experience more. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, ultimately, it's just, I haven't really, really played my Switch much. I, I did pick up Mario Kart the other day, and we were playing it on the TV, of course, and playing some of the new maps, or the new tracks that they released, and that was really fun. That's a great game, but of course, that's a Wii U game. That's yes, a Wii U is. game, and that was then remastered, one of the several games that was remastered for the Switch, so you can't really give them too much credit for, like, new, it's not a new game. <laughs> That's an old game now and it's been around for years. It's a great yeah. game, but it's been around for years. So uh they seem to be definitely resting on their laurels a bit. Um and
0: yeah. even like even some of the departures like Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which came out this year, again, suffers <laughs> significant performance.
1: Yeah, it's trying to do aspects. it's trying to be a huge big open world
0: RPG and it's And it it's, and it is, like it has that scope. It's just it can't be accomplished properly yeah. there. Uh, which is unfortunate and I just so Nintendo to me is a tale of underperforming hardware really and I think we're just going to be stuck yeah, there
1: I think so definitely
0: so lastly is is the State of the Union on the Playstation I didn't give a lot of thoughts on Xbox but I think uh, we're, we're kind of of one mind we went back and forth on it but Playstation it's funny because in all the ways that Xbox this generation is excelling, PlayStation kind of mm-hmm. isn't. I mean, they're not failing, but they're certainly not doing as good. Totally. Uh, but the most important thing, which is the games, like they just have this. I like. I know people find like fanboyish, but like, who's making better games than PlayStation first-party studio? Right. right. Well, and. And even though I think I, I, nobody, there's 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 nobody. definitely some I
1: think I think that the the strongest criticism of Sony's current lineup of exclusive games is that there is a sameness to them that wasn't always the case in first party Sony games. Definitely. The and third person action, you know, Days Gone, Last of Us god of war, god of da, war. Da, da, da. they're all very similar right and you get you know you get some stuff like my like spider-man that's that's a little different um even though it's still a third person action game it kind of goes a little bit of a different way um and i think that that's a legitimate criticism and I, I certainly uh i hope that they get a little bit more uh innovative or like take th- take things in a different direction with some of these franchises but they're still great games uh, there's no denying that these are games that people are excited about and can only play on PlayStation until they, although they have been releasing them later on PC, which PC. is smart. And I think That's they right. should be doing that. And I think it's smart that they're waiting they to do that. It. Because... For sure.
0: Like they should not be day and day. Right. The, the six month to one year threshold is what or you longer, should adhere to. Or longer,
1: to. I think for some of these games. Or longer, Because you know, sure. some yeah, of these games that are really like, PlayStation, like the, the biggest PlayStation games like The Last of Us... Uh, definitely, I think you or 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 um, Uncharted or these they, they should they should take their time putting them out on PC, but they should put them out on PC because they're going to just get more market. Like God
0: of War was, so the first God of War was twenty eighteen. I think God of War for PC came out last year. I think so
1: so like three years.
0: Yeah, and so Horizon
1: Zero Dawn was probably similar. It was much faster for something like um, uh, uh, Death Stranding, which wasn't. That was more of a second party game, I guess you'd say.
0: That is a second party exclusive. Um, that's right.
1: And we still haven't gotten Bloodborne.
0: <laughs> no. sadly, Which, I want it. And it's it. funny because that's like the one that we're waiting for in terms of that to give us the 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 the, the FPS uh-huh. and the frame pacing solutions. But whatever. But the in terms of a formula getting tired, that really is a new thing. It's really just come up recently. Yeah. I mean, people have there's been murmurs of it. But I mean, it's preference. I've only really felt it now, but I I still will say like they pepper a returnal in there sure. or a ratchet and really cool. and then returnal to me I think is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's that 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 gamey experience that a, a lot of consoles shirk and 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 don't have. But that's just one of mm-hmm. many. I. I, I just think they're making the best games. They are, and, they are absolutely amazing. As, as long as you're making the best games. But I guess... They're kind of dicks, though. Making the best single-player games isn't enough anymore. Well, you can see how freaked like, out
1: they are about the, the possible Call of Duty uh, acquisition, right? Even though I don't think Microsoft's ever going to take it away from PlayStation. Um, you know, that just to show that a lot of...
0: Well, they may have had plans, to Eric, but... I think they're quickly realizing that it is not an option. Now, if they had plans, it would have been like way in the future for them to do it. It would have been stupid. Or or it would have been within the Games Pass vehicle. Like if you want Call of Duty, Games Pass has to be on PlayStation or something like that. I always sort of thought the best
1: business move for Microsoft is Call of Duty is now on Game Pass or you can buy it on PlayStation. And so they get the revenue from Game Pass subscriptions and they get game sales on PlayStation you know yeah. because you with you with can't the, exactly replace call of, yeah. call of Duty money from the game sales with Game Pass i'm sorry like call of duty is a huge seller and if you put you that can. if you put no, all of it on a game pass it's a it's a loss it's a loss for sure no way are they going to make up that well, money
0: I, I firmly believe game pass is still a loss it's definitely a loss like, and I, if I you really, start putting franchises like cod on lost. there then you're just throwing money into the fire. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, they can tell me all day long about subscriber numbers and and, and this and that. That is a net loss. There's no way... Like, because there's been random leaks about what they paid for smaller Mm -hmm. games. And I'm just like, you're not making that money. Like, I... I, Listen, man, man. Better people than me run this shit, sure. But I just... Their goal isn't isn't money. It's it's it is a domination mm-hmm. of a marketplace and then being able to dictate yep. to game developers, oh, because Games Pass is now the rule of law right. within the land, you need to be here for people to play. So now you need to play by yep. our rules. That's the rule of Game Pass. To me, that's the long term plan. That I know a lot of people think that's a cynic approach, but I think that's the cutthroat business approach yep. of what Games Pass realization is. Is the end goal of. But PlayStation is making the best games. Period. In the story. And they're... Like this year, they have crushed it. They fucking crushed it. And even last year, the the meager offerings that they released exclusively, they kind of just crushed it. And I just... But it's like, to them, you can already see it's not enough. Because now they want to start making the live service Mm -hmm. games. And I don't know the... We don't really know what after go other than spider-man and and wolverine and final fantasy 16 which is a third-party mm-hmm. exclusive we don't know much of what's on the horizon for playstation and there's a chance we may not like what is sure. coming
1: yep that's very possible
0: in terms of long terms mm-hmm. in terms of long term uh, fans
1: yeah it's really hard to say like because we've seen these these shifts in a, in in the industry before, and it you know there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz around the live service, a lot of buzz around the metaverse, a lot of buzz around all this this you know um, the, the 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 revenue streams that those things bring. So yeah, I mean, but I also think that 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 they have to continue making these big single player games because it is. I mean, with without them, what is Sony really bringing to the table? Like a, <laughs> it's for sure. just you know, it's a, that's what drives so it's much excitement. It's funny because
0: like I look at, I look at PlayStation games as the defining, the defining software for a generation. I really feel that's that's what they put forward. But in terms of sales, Nintendo first party games sell mm-hmm. more often. Um, live service games are just crushing everything whether it's uh, uh, like anything at PlayStation at least has a hand in like a game like a monster hunter but in terms of like these you know Fortnite or whatever the fuck I, I just you know the, the money that these games make uh, kind of makes me sick because it goes against <laughs> yeah. everything that I love yeah. in terms of video games but that's just me being old you've got to get with the times and that is the reality of situations and like they said, maybe they're like the things we're not going to love about PlayStation. They're going to throw seven live service games at the wall and hope right. one sticks. Cause they don't give a shit about the failures. They just care about the one that hits that people start paying $10 for a skin mm-hmm. for and a pack for, and, and this sort of garbage. And I look at it and I'm like, it's not my job as a business person to figure this out, but as long as if that's what they're going for, and that thing funds the other things, mm-hmm. then I'm okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's always the question, right? Yeah. Does it fun-
0: often more often than not? It's like Ubisoft; they still seem to make all the money, but they've foregone those smaller projects like the Child of Light mm-hmm. and the and and uh, the other things that they've done. Were I love those things out of that yeah, company. Some good stuff. But now they don't
1: want it. Well, yeah, and it's it's like and, GTA and it's, again. Like, like, like they've they get they made so much money. Two made so much money off of GTA Online that that there's no new. There's been no new Grand Theft Auto content at all for single player.
0: No single you know, player content and no and, DLC
1: for that game at all. That, no, you know, no no sequel. Nothing like and they didn't even want to keep red dead uh, right they just they online. shut that down yeah <laughs> so they so they could focus on the one that works and that that is
0: that is unfortunate right i mean it, it, it is because that to me that's a company that should be able to look at things that break mm-hmm. even cuz there's no way red dead 2's online was losing money yeah i mean I, I i don't Hard to, to say, right? But, to yeah, me, it, it me. wasn't making as much. Listen, if, someone wants to come, yeah. if someone wants to come on here and educate <laughs> us about it, I'm all ears. But to me, I, I at worst, that thing is a net even. Mm-hmm. How are you not keeping that afloat for players that love right, that at game? At least for a couple of years.
1: It's pretty fast. The
0: Grand Theft, uh, the Grand Theft Vice Cities and San Andreas and three remasters, those were done pitifully. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you make so much money. Is that really how you treat your properties? I, I don't yeah. know.
1: Well, I think, that especially looking at like 2K and that that whole thing, there's there's just so much lost opportunity there, and mm-hmm. just the lack of a new game is insane to me. I mean, it's been almost a decade since GTA five came out, and there's no sign yeah. of GTA. When was GTA 2013. Was it
2: 2015? 2013?
1: 2013. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Wow. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, September seventeenth, twenty thirteen. And okay. so we're we're okay. nearing the ten year mark. Nothing, no new, and again, Bethesda, no new Elder Scrolls. I, I don't want companies to churn out a new game every year. Skyrim,
0: Skyrim was twenty twelve, right?
1: Or twenty eleven, even maybe twenty. It was in there. Maybe yeah. late twenty eleven. Yeah, and um, but you look at you know, and again, like you look at some a company like Activision, and of course, there's lots of problems with Activision. But but by, by God, do they run their studios? to get a new Call of Duty out every year and make bundles of money doing it. There's
0: something to be said for knowing what you and want. And doing it well. And
1: doing and, well. And see, I there's mean, a, you're a
0: well-oiled machine. Activision
1: has acquired studios and built them up to support this network of Call of Duty that they've been building. You know, they've got, they've got multiple studios making these games, but also multiple other studios supporting the games as they are, because they, you know, as Warzone is supported by multiple studios or, so, you know, like Raven software. I mean, they are running this, even though not every game is as good as the next one. Like it's amazing that they can put out a triple A, like big budget, good looking game every single year and sell so many copies. Like that's, and yeah. then you look at 2K or you look at, uh, you know, Microsoft, you look at these other places, like, where are your games? What What is taking you so long? Why are you
0: dropping the ball so hard? win a play like yeah because it's not like you have one or two or three you've got like 20 studios yeah. here and none of them are producing yeah, anything yeah.
1: EA ea does it sports games but like all the canceled star wars games it's crazy so anyways um i had better probably bring this to a close
0: Yeah, we're going to finish up uh, here.
1: And go take care of my children who probably are still up and need to go to bed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Moving forward in 2023, I would rank it like, again, I guess we operate on potential for Microsoft. I still have the highest hope for Sony still leads the pack until you prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Uh, I just don't know how you doubt PlayStation at this point the juggernaut that they're putting forward. Even if they're not fun anymore, PlayStation isn't fun anymore.
1: <laughs> they certainly lost they're, a lot of their very corporate. Their, uh, their personality, didn't they? Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's like, I, I do want... Like, I want Microsoft to succeed. I do... Like, they have it in them. Mm-hmm. I just... I, I don't know from a game... They got to get it together. And then Nintendo's just going to be Nintendo until they're <laughs> That's not. That's true. I, I just... <laughs> For better or yeah. worse, yeah. Good thing we have them. For I will say that,
1: like Nintendo is a unique,
0: one hundred percent. Like we needed to balance the yeah. industry at them mm-hmm. because otherwise it'd be so carte blanche But I feel like they could do it like better. Yeah, they need to also focus
1: yeah. on their hardware being actually good, not just quirky.
0: Yeah, if they're gonna be in the hardware industry continually, and they're they're resigned to do mm-hmm. that, it needs to be better. It needs to give us an option to be in, I suppose. Um, but other than that, that's our state of yeah. the union, uh, for the, the manufacturers, but yeah, we'll shut it off here. I mean, this will be our longest oh, yeah. show <laughs> so far, far, which is yeah, fun. I mean, I'm glad we could do it. Um, you can follow Eric on Twitter and all the stuff's, all the stuff's, uh, yeah, all the stuff's, the links, uh, you can follow me on some of the stuff's. <laughs> And uh, we're going to close out here on that thing I introduced earlier. It is a song from Bleach, an orchestral finish. It is a moment that a lot of people waited for a decade for that they finally got to see. It is called Yamamoto's Rage. And it's pretty sick to me. I love it. So I'll I'll implement that at the end. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, This is going to be our formula more or less moving forward. So we'll go play tunic. Yes. Tunic. Until next time. No. And more God of War. Yeah. More. Oh God. So much to play. <laughs> so much to play, man. Eric, I had a yeah. blast. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Buddy.